Welcome to the Caffeine Crew Cast of Pods, episode number 62. Joining me tonight, the one person still trying to save the clock tower, Ben Beck. Great Scott! Our own challenger of the unknown, TJ Carasino. Hello! The person eating fish fingers, custard, and jelly babies, Jess Hill. Hey, y'all! <laughs> the person that Bebo la la loves, Kat McIntyre. Hi! Our own recovering warlord of Draenor... Bill Schneider. I was really wondering what you were going to come up for me. <laughs> it works. It does work. And Sad the, but true. Yes. And the only person that actually kind of wishes Jaws 19 was real, I am your host, Rob Martin. And so obviously, if you didn't catch all of the little pieces about that, this episode is time travel. So we're going to start the episode the way we start every other episode. And the question I have for everyone tonight is this. Would you rather be trapped 1,000 years in the future or 1,000 years in the past? And I'm going to start with Bill. This is... Super simple. A thousand years in the future. Because if you go a thousand years in the past, you're going to die from a paper cut. Yep, probably. <laughs> Immediately. No, no, not probably. Yes, it is guaranteed you will die from something mundane because we they didn't, you know, technology. 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 Yes. Cat. Um, also a thousand years in the future because a thousand years in the past wasn't really great for women. So I don't really think I'd do too well. Um, you know, a thousand years in the future, whether it's really, really built up or if it's an apocalyptic scenario, whatever, at least we'd be on even footing. So that's cool. Yeah. TJ. Uh, a thousand years in the future, because whenever anybody <laughs> says I'm going to go a thousand years in the past, they're thinking, oh, I'm going to be rich and I'll be able to play the stock market and whatever. No, you'll probably be killed very quickly when you go, hey, I think this bridge is going to be built soon. <laughs> I should buy the land here. Which? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Jess. Well, actually, I'm going to be the different one. I like to go back in time, actually, and reoccur it, and um, probably end up being either working with medicine or witch kind of thing. <laughs> ben. Uh, I am also going to go to the past, purely because if I'm going to be trapped somewhere, I want a knowledge of where the hell I'm at, even if it's <laughs> loose. Because let's, let's use the, the technology base here. There's no technology in the past that can, you know, to save you. But there's also technology in the future that can kill you. That if you don't have a knowledge of it when you first get there, you are screwed, sir. Right. When you say loose knowledge of where you are in the past, <laughs> well, but you, I, I very, like very loose. How much do you know about the 1920s? Well, but 19, it's a thousand, thousand years, dude. Thousand it's 920. Years, yeah, 920. Which means if anybody who's ever heard this podcast before knows me, I am a huge fan of Arthurian tales. I'm going to be a fucking knight. None of those are real. I'm sorry. Knights were real. King Arthur. Huh? You said you're a fan of Ethereum Legends. I'm sorry, that's not going to help it's you. It's still the same kind of tale, sir. <laughs> point of order. Point of order. Your time travel device is going to be able to drop you wherever you want to go. I'm assuming. From from your... If you're your... trapped, I'm assuming you have no control of where or when you're in. Okay. I mean, and you can't get back. <laughs> you can have a small caveat that if, like, most likely if you're time traveling, you have a way to time travel. Think of it like Back to the Future, which is not the last time we'll say Back to the Future. Not at all. <laughs> but let's assume it's like that where you like ran out of gas, ran out of plutonium. You ran out of your power source and you are boned. And that's yep. pretty much it. So you probably chose where you're going. Okay. So so yeah. you're going to be you're gonna be if a knight. If I'm trapped, I'm going to the past. You're going to be a knight. I'm going to be a knight. He's okay. going to be a knight. Um, I'm going to the future because if Philip J. J. Fry can go a thousand years in the future <laughs> and not get destroyed and end up rich. I mean, granted, he splurges it on a can of sardines, but still... He still actually does pretty good for himself. Where Shut up a comment that money. none of that is real, sir. TJ. Well, because we don't know if that's going to be real. Oh, you're <laughs> yeah, yeah. You walked into that, man. I did. I did. 
All right. Like Biff through manure, I walked yeah. right into it. <laughs> all right. So why don't we start this conversation like we usually do for all this is let's go back in the way way like machine and then we can kind of talk about our first introductions individually to time travel so i guess the first place to start this is when everybody here was first introduced to that concept growing up um and i'll just open it up to anybody that wants to kick us off ben it's not going to be the last time you're hearing this movie <laughs> mentioned, uh, as we've already mentioned enough but uh back to the future i mean 1985 i was six years old so that is probably my earliest, earliest, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, recollection of any sort of time travel was was through the DeLorean. Okay, I mean, well, to expand upon these things a little bit for everybody too is, you know, did this spark a massive fascination with time travel, or is it purely just the property? Oh no, I still love the the um, the idea of time travel. Okay, cat. Um, mine was Wishbone with the time machine episode. <laughs> And I remembered that vividly. I mean, I carried that episode with me for a long time because my brother was terrified of the Morlocks in it. And even mentioning the word Morlocks made him cry. So clearly, I was the older sibling. I did it all the time. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's a really good avenue to go because yeah. aside from H.G. Wells, the only other person that was really, really well known for time travel at that point in time, even in literary history, was really... Going into um, going to Washington Irving and Rip Van Winkle, I mean, they were the two kind of real big forerunners of all of that. That kind of set us back to like two hundred years. So, like H.G. Wells is about one hundred and fifty years ago, I think, a little less than. I think it's like one hundred and twenty years ago as Wells, and then, but like Rip Van Winkle and Washington Irving is two hundred years now. So it's kind of crazy to think that this is permeated in pop culture for so long. Um, T.J. Funny enough, my first exposure to time travel was uh, through my uncle. He showed me um, the Star Trek episode, uh, and I'm blanking on the title, but it had the time portal in it. They went, the original Star yeah, Trek. Yeah, I was going to say, that's yeah. the original, I think. Original cast. They went back in time and had to make sure this woman died, because if she didn't, Nazis won the war. Um, I forget what... Uh, now that's just going to bother me for the rest of the night. Um, it's all good. You can always look it up at break if you need yeah. to. So. Um, so, yeah, that was my first big exposure. Then I saw Back to the Future, and uh, I think I really got into it with Quantum Leap. Okay. Jess? Um, so, I grew up with just uh, public television, so it was Doctor Who, and then went into like the Star Trek uh, where they had to go save the whales. That really got me fascinated into time travel and then the concept of it and of course back to the future got very popular when growing up so in those orders <laughs> Bill. uh i'm gonna say a movie that is not gonna be referenced ever again in this episode back to the future <laughs> what? by which i mean it will probably be yes. referenced a million more times <laughs> every topic um, but yeah i honestly i was looking through stuff and i i can't remember anything else uh earlier than back to the future that would have exposed me to time travel i mean after that there was really probably um the star trek movie um oh why can't voyage, I, voyage home. home yeah star trek not, voyage home. not that star trek movie first the next gen- <laughs> con- first contact first contact yes <laughs> yep. next generation um i mean i love i love the voyage home because first contact's one of the best star trek movies the star trek you know the, the whole the original series team landing in the 1960s in san francisco is just like 1980s 
1980s? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be the 80s, yeah. It's 1980s. Yeah, it okay. is. I'm yeah, yeah. looking for nuclear vessel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that, that was just, it was hilarious to watch them, you know, squirrel around and... Time for more colorful metaphor, uh, metaphors yes. and such. Yes. yes. Definitely. Yeah, it, was, it was supposed to be modern day when the movie was made. Mm-hmm. That's It was supposed to be modern day. At because... That time. Oh, at that time. <laughs> because budget. Cheaper. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, for me, actually, it uh, was a book. It was A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's yes. Court. Uh, was my first introduction to time travel. Um, That was huge for me when I was a kid because then, like, my dad showed me, like, the old movie. Like, I think that was done in the 60s and all that stuff. So, like, that was my early, early, like, introduction to it. And it was even before I could really read. But I remember having this tiny little book on, like, my childhood shelf. It had, like, that and 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and, like, Jules Verne stuff. So it was kind of, like... It, the spark was early on before I could, I think, had a really clear idea and understanding. And my dad kind of explained the story. And that's when he was like, here's a movie that you can watch. It's easy to kind of grasp. And I was like, yay, knights. I really like knights. They're super cool. <laughs> but, like, it it was such an interesting thing. And it was great watching that come full circle, watching, like, Army of Darkness when I'm older, which is essentially Connecticut Yankee and yep. King Arthur's Court, but instead with zombies. Yep. Because that's really? exactly what it is. Huh. Um, a quick plug. I don't know if this is anything you've ever checked out yet, Rob, but on Audible, there actually is a version of a Connecticut kid, a Connecticut Yankee in Kid Arthur's Court, King Arthur's Court, read by Nick Offerman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I've fantastic. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I mean, it's it's funny though. Like Back to the Future came shortly after that and all for me, but that was a really big kind of like spark of all that stuff. So it was really unique. So because everybody kind of established this with something from their youth growing up. Was there a time period you really, really wanted to see when you were a kid? Obviously, when we talk about this idea later, uh, with that concept of a concept of time travel, that can change, obviously, as an adult, because you can think about things a little bit in a different light. But as a kid, was there like, oh, my God, if I could time travel, this is where I want to go. Let's start with Chess. All right. So this was probably like a fourth and fifth grade where we were talking about the American Revolution War. One of the things I wanted to time travel to is actually see the declaration being signed. Okay, I cool. thought that would be a really cool thing to do. Um, so, <laughs> um, <clears throat> as a kid, I always this was before the times of Jurassic Park where you learned the repercussions of actually interacting with dinosaurs. <laughs> uh, but there was, as a kid, I wanted to go and see actual dinosaurs, so I wanted to go back to the prehistoric age. So I, I definitely wanted to see the future uh, in time travel because when I was a kid, I saw Back to the Future. But that was it. I didn't see Back to the Future 2 or Back to the Future 3. So I didn't see the future in Back to the Future 2. And I was just like, oh, I want to see what they what they do when there's like laser guns and stuff like that and flying cars. And Shark still looks fake. Cat. <laughs> um, either Wild West or actually I think Wild West and the Piracy era were around the same time frame. But yeah, pretty much that era. Yeah. In multiple facets, based on where it helped. Teach. Oh, uh, I actually got to see the time period I wanted to see, because when I was a kid, I wanted to see what, you know, my adulthood would look like, and God, am I disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it's I'm right there with you, because when I was a kid and I saw Back to the Future 2, I'm like, 2015 is going to be amazing, and I, I went and lived through now. it, and I'm like, oh, 
<laughs> yeah, not so much. <laughs> Granted, there's some, certain parts about it that I'm like, let's go back to 2015, okay? <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, some of my questions uh, later are going to be uh, difficult to answer. <laughs> there are some good things that didn't happen, like we don't have replicants running around killing people. That's true. That's true. So on but, the other hand, I don't have a hoverboard. This is true. To be fair, if you were the age still that you were in 2015. Let's be honest, you ain't going to be driving a hoverboard because all well, of us would yeah. hurt ourselves horribly. Yeah, that, that yeah. is true. But at least I could have the option of having a hoverboard. That's true. Yeah. All right. So More cybernetic implants. Let's be honest here. That'd it's coming. Be interesting. Those, yes. yes. Those are coming. We'll, yes. we'll, we'll have them in our lives. It's true. Yeah. We'll be old, but they'll happen. All right. So as we've already stated here, the concept of time travel has been such a huge stable in pop culture. Well before us, as I mentioned even beforehand, it's kind of permeated pop culture over the last 200 years. I mean, I think they're saying from looking into this a little bit today, there are earlier pieces going back to like memoirs to a British soldier that another soldier wrote in 1733 to a British soldier in, I think, 18 or no, sorry, 1980. It was a book and a memoir he wrote saying this is what he thinks the future would be. So that's going back to 1733. It's the first accounting of anything written involving time travel. Yeah. Um, so, and as, as far as a piece of fiction. So, it's kind of interesting that we go from there to now, which is 250 years later. Um, yeah. So, so, I'd be really curious to dig something up like that and to skim through and see the quick notes of what was written in that. So, but now, why do we think it continues to be so important in pop culture? Because it's one of the most common, and I hate to say it, but it's kind of become a trope in a lot of storytelling. So there's two two ways to look at this. It's important for, and why it continues to be important, uh, looking at the future is what we envision the future to be. Do we envision it to be an idealistic society, a utopia, something we want to aspire to, or do we see it all crumbling down before us and becoming this great dystopian nightmare? Uh, and then looking at time travel from the going to the past perspective, we want to see history as it happens. You know, history right now and history forever will be always written by the victors so the people who were on the losing side of things even if they may have been on the right side of things don't really have their voices heard in history so we want to see it well i think also too one of the big concepts kind of piggyback off of that is there's all the time that is more interesting is every time but the one you're currently in this is true whether it's past or future so i think a lot of the times we talk about these concepts tonight it's going to be our answers will always be wildly different than each other because of things like that well one of the things that you have to look at is like star trek with all the things of technology they had in the shows it was all futuristic now look at all the things that we have today right they were inspired by those shows of like i want that i want to do that i want to see that and now they're trying to do those kind of things right i mean shit we almost all we almost have replicators at this point (laughs) for food you can 3d print food and they can try it in space you can 3d print organs i mean actually it was really funny if you think of is is anybody here familiar with jules Verne from the earth to the moon Mm -hmm. okay so and from the earth to the moon was one of his big original pieces of you know work that of his and it was well known because in that we in that book he actually states traveling to the moon for the first time from florida mm-hmm. yeah so what's really interesting is probably somebody said well we're building a space you know program why don't we just pay homage to jules verne and actually do it That's from funny. cape canaveral so it's kind of funny. It's kind of goes just along the lines of what you're saying, Jess, is like, you know, the idea of things like Star Trek and saying, let's, we, here's an idea. Can mm-hmm. we build it? And it's kind of 
science fiction inspiring modern day, but it's Very kind cool, of a yeah. weird, interesting way of thinking time travel is even sometimes through literary works from back then. So it's also a from a writing standpoint, it's um, <clears throat> excuse me. It's the good old days and it's mm-hmm. you've got a bright future. You know, when you talk about tales in the present, you know, it's you have to deal with the realities of the present. But if you go back to the good old days or travel forward to that bright future, you can modify things just a bit to show the outlook you want. Mm -hmm. It's also, and I'm sure I may get some flack from you for this, Kat. (laughs) It's also a bit more freeing in in terms of you writing something about the future, like time travel into the future. You can make up some of your own rules as to how the world works and how things work as long as you keep them consistent you yeah. know in your work it'll be fine no that's accurate okay. that's exactly mm-hmm. how okay. it works <laughs> no, yeah. with with sci-fi fantasy the rule is to just as long as you follow your own rules mm-hmm. you're fine mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. a rule they don't follow <laughs> um so we talk about why it's important now so a big question I actually have for everybody here is does everybody here actually think or what what is your viewpoint on time travel is it something you think is actually possible i have two <clears throat> i have two views on this my serious view is do i think time travel is possible i want to say no um as much as i would love to see it actually happen i don't think it's possible and it's a lot of that when you take into account a lot of things that we see in movies when it comes to changing of the future or in paradoxes and things like that i think if time travel becomes something that's legitimate possible the more people that do it the more inconsistent everything becomes. You know, it's, I I think if it is something that is possible one day, it's something that should never actually be done. If we find out we can time travel, it should be, you put the squash on it right then and there. That it's something that just doesn't get done unless it's like very limited. But then at the other hand, I see people like Paul Rudd and Nick Cage, and I think time travel actually exists. (laughs) (laughs) Especially with Nick Cage. In technical and scientific terms, it has actually been observed. Yes. So it theoretically is still possible, just not in the way that we perceive time travel to be. So you may be able to technically, you know, live 30 years in a spaceship, you know, flying around a black hole. And when you come back, you've only had 30 years pass for yourself. But the world itself that you came back to has had 100, 200 years pass. Who knows? Mm-hmm. We just look at the light from stars. Right. Uh, you know, that's the prime example of, <clears throat> of time travel right there mm-hmm. is we're seeing light from stars that don't exist anymore. But if if it ever is found out to be possible, I think the only way that it possibly does work is with a like a, a parallel universe's theory there's a massive caveat to it oh oh yeah yeah, but but it's like something where you know hey look i've time traveled to the past this is my timeline in the past but nobody else's timeline like you you know you you pick out a different spot and it branches into another parallel universe you don't affect any other universe in that you know section basically creating the multiverse right yeah (laughs) it's the it's the grandfather theory Mm -hmm. you go back if you go back in time and kill your grandfather, do you still exist? But then there's another wrinkle to that. Let's say I go back 50 years before my grandfather. I would hold on that because we're going to get into the rules of time travel in a little bit. And that goes this, no, deep into a, that. So. This isn't a rule. Okay. This is a, a, a paradox question and kind of shows why. That's true. That's true. I believe time travel can exist. 
So you go back 50 years before your grandfather was born. You carve your name on a tree. You travel forward 50 years and kill your grandfather. Is your name still on the tree? Because in that timeline <laughs> that you killed your grandfather, you accidentally fucked your grandmother. Oh, God. <laughs> and, made your, and made your father. You or your own grandfather now, yeah. sir. <laughs> Futurama. Yay, Futurama. Yeah. I did it. Oh, and, th- and that's what it is. It's Futurama a, does it really well. Either time will protect itself and everything will happen as it was supposed to happen, regardless of how you think it should have happened. Mm-hmm. Or you can't do it. Yeah. 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 What about you? What's your thoughts on that? Do oh, you God. think it's possible? Um, what Bill is saying is accurate. I mean, we see some variants of it. Like, the, you know, it, it's interesting to fantasize about, like, time travel you can actually control and manipulate and being able to use utilize that power. But it is a pretty dangerous power. And, yeah, like... I think it's possible, but I don't know necessarily. And like, I pretty much what, what version of it would exist? The, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's kind of like the uh, the Ian Malcolm um, expression in Jurassic Park. We we thought about if we could, but we didn't think about if we should. should. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Jess. Um, well, time travel actually is being studied right now, and mostly in space and stuff. If, if you realize that the uh, twin theory that happened, when they were getting further away from gravity, one was aging less than the other. So, like, it has been experimented on. It's one of those things that we only can go one direction right now, which is further into the future of the chances of with gravity, no gravity, that kind of theory. But I don't see past things happening i see more of skipping in ahead mm-hmm. so for me i would definitely say i think the idea is very similar to what everybody else was saying too is like pocket dimensions multiverse theory stuff like, stuff like that makes plenty of sense mm-hmm. i think actual yeah. time travel minus the what we're talking about from the scientific perspective of you know what you're mentioning like bending of light and yep. black holes yep. and things like that but i think the way that we think about it in a pop culture fictional way Probably will never exist. We're never going to drive a car or sit in a chair and yeah. end up in one time period. But, right. If it if it does, it is the most closely guarded and well-regulated yes. secret because it's like, okay, no, you can't go to the past and tell somebody that time travel has been invented. Like, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. pretty much. Well, All right. It's that old joke. If, we, uh, if we're really doing something bad, someone will come back and stop us. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. All right. So Still waiting for that. why do we feel that time travel stories continue to play such an important role in storytelling uh or will continue to play such an important role in storytelling in the future like why do you why will it consist consistently exist in tv shows and such do we feel like there's anything outside of some of the things we've already brought up cat um it kind of feeds into that idea of self-insertion into periods of time you can't experience. So in creating characters from modern times, you can kind of take your perspective and pretend to experience, you know, the past or the imagined future and things like that. Yeah. Ben, you were I think just to tack on to that too, taking Bill's idea of that, you know, the future is open-ended. I mean, it gives you creative freedom. So I think in that, from that perspective, time travel is something that's always going to be a part of pop culture. Caveat, the way we think about the future is open-ended. Yes. It may not be, but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> we might be onto something, and we may not. I'm still waiting on self-lacing shoes, so. Hey. 
Um, you know, I would say as far as could kind of jump in the next point of this is the idea of tropes. And I think for me, one of the things that drives me a little bit nuts, though, about time travel is the tropes that they use to leverage it. It's kind of like the multiverse or an alternate reality. Time travel feels just as guilty as sometimes being a tool for lazy writing. Or an easy fix. Mm -hmm. Or an easy fix. And it does bother me a little bit when we see that more and more. And I think we've seen it... Little, a little more than we would have liked in the last several years yeah. in properties. Mm-hmm. So, Jess. Well, to add on to that, so shows have been running for years and years and years, 10 seasons or such, like Supernatural. When they did a time travel on that, I was like, okay, I guess we're now getting lazy because we don't know what else to write about. So let's do time travel. And it was just kind of one of those things of, is this all there is in the Supernatural world? Do you have other things to write about? Because there are other things. But if you're going to that, you know, scapegoat of, well, we haven't talked about this so let's mm-hmm. do that i think it's laziness yeah i agree with you there it's um i i enjoy it when time travel is done you know as an overarching thing when that's the central focus but when it's used as a trope where it's a one-off episode and things like that it just feels like really come on when you have a show though that runs 10 seasons i can kind of i, I give it a little bit more leeway except if you're that doing was it, pretty early on though if you're doing it in season one or two then yeah i can see it being a little bit of a uh a trope. Teach. Well, it, it also depends on how well it's written. Uh, f- for example, the Flash episodes normally do a very good job, despite actually even having done it in their first season. But Flash is centered around that concept. No, it's not centered around that concept. Part of his power is that concept. Yes, but that but, in, that's integrative in okay. the actual whole thing, I, well, so it doesn't I, bother me. To add a little point to this uh, is also i think where something like a show utilizing it is when they utilize it and there are no consequences for the things they're doing that is i think more where the trope comes into play yes but that's more that's bad writing not bad trope you know that's bad writing that's not but that's 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 that writing would be bad regardless but but unfortunately though that's kind of become the trope though it is like we did this and to be able to show you this sequence again or did this only this, so the person that it happened to that they're now watching from afar can learn a valuable lesson instead of, you know, oh thinking yeah. about the situation that happened. And, like, any of those little things, you know. it's And I think that's the problem with it is I think why it's a painful trope. And it's just, it's honestly, it's a way for writers, producers, and whatnot to save money. You know, mm-hmm. it's either that clip or a show. clip show. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's, it's essentially, it's a bottle episode. Right. So... <laughs> They don't have to expend that many resources to get it going and get it to where it needs to be. And then they can just forget it about it afterwards when, well, if the writers come back from strike or something mm-hmm. like that, you know. I always find it that if the writers don't plan out their seasons or what they want to do in an arc kind of thing of the characters, and then all of a sudden, well, now we're going to create or invent time travel with magic or, mm-hmm. hey, this guy came from the future and did this. I feel like it's a scapegoat of getting out of their writer block of like, I don't know how to get out of this. And that's a tough part with some show writers and, and writing teams for shows is that there, there may be completely different teams from one episode to the next. And if you don't have a good showrunner that's going to control that plot and that story to move it along, they're going to throw something in like a time travel episode to either reboot the series or move it along in a different direction so that another group of writers can take hold of it. Yeah. 
I will say one of my least favorite tropes regarding time travel is the kid from the future thing. It happened in, I, I didn't like it when it happened in Flash, and I really hated it when I was younger and watching Sailor Moon because it was so I annoying. hated that. Yeah, it was Charmed. so obnoxious. Oh, yeah, that. Oh, yeah, Charmed did <laughs> Charmed it. also did Angel. it. Angel. Oh, oh, Angel God. did it, yeah. <laughs> I don't think, was he back from the future or was he just aged up prematurely? Uh, they didn't really establish it, oh, but it was they. Such a bad. <laughs> but it was this garbage. Yeah. It's yeah. all that really mattered yeah. is it was garbage. Like, let's stop with the kids from the future thing, though. Like, it's weird. Didn't it gets Flash really do weird. That too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did, and it's like here's the here's your child from the future who's way more grown, and you're still young and not a parent yet, and it's like. That's weird. It's very weird. I don't want to meet them. <laughs> <laughs> Like, let's, let's wait for down the line. Come on. Well, like. here's an interesting question for you guys. Do you think the concept of time travel, the way that it's written in science fiction and fantasy now, do we think it's actually going to evolve much more than the way it's treated now? Or do you think it's not? Do you think it's going to remain kind of building lightly on the same formulas that we're really used to? Well, in my opinion, after like watching it for like so many 20 years or so, that it just seems like they have this concept of ABC. And sometimes uniquely, they do concept it a little bit different and twist it around to make it like, oh, that's a different way of thinking it. But a lot of it I've seen is more of if you time travel back, we fix the mistake and then we do it. And so that way we reset the button. And that's mm-hmm. what the trope I don't like. It's that's not a, fair. It's not a reset button. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I, oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Bill. Bill. I don't. I don't think there's any way to do it any differently than the everything that's already been done before. I honestly don't. You I think, think it's going to stay stagnant? You're not yeah. creative. Yeah, I, I'm not. I know I'm not, and I rely on more creative people than myself to make entertainment. Um, even though I'm making entertainment right now. <laughs> yeah, me. Woo! Irony. Um, but honestly, I mean, there's been so much, you know, in terms of uh, travel, like Back to the Future, the way they did time travel there and they corrected things in the past and um, other time travel where you get thrown into the future for 30 minutes and you get pulled back and other so many things that I don't know if there's any. Again, there's no new ideas out there uh, anyways. Well, I want to throw an interesting idea about thinking at at time travel from a different perspective, uh, kind of like an out-of-the-box kind of situation. Because I I literally just thought of this. Would, is is time travel physically going from one place to another, or can it it be consciously as well? Because we did mention Quantum Leap, Mm -hmm. which was kind of more of a conscious time travel than a physical time travel. Well, excuse me. But what about like a movie like It's a Wonderful Life, where you're, you're seeing how the future would change if you weren't if something different happened is that a form of time travel that's an alternate reality mm-hmm. okay so that's not time travel those that's are just, just really good drugs <laughs> <laughs> but i mean like quantum leap i would say in a way that's kind of tricky i don't I think know it's time travel i just think it's conscience time travel yeah it's conscious yeah. time travel yeah they actually did it with a movie with jake gyllenhaal yeah uh, well, he was a paraplegic who went back into bubble boy no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> he went back in time and had to stop a bomb on a train. Uh, source yeah, yeah, yeah. code. Source code. code. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it was the same idea as Quantum Leap. He leaped, ba- he, he leaped back into a guy who you know was on that train. Um, the, the problem... But I kind of agree with Bill in that there are only so many ways to do time travel. Uh, if you go to the future, 
it's you know you're going to take your sensibilities to the future and you probably get it's a fish out of water situation regardless of how you will get yeah Yeah. something like demolition man right Mm -hmm. um or you go back into the past and either you're changing your past a la back to the future or you're um terminating no you're fulfilling your past Mm. in the way that harry potter did it Mm. okay Mm -hmm. um like one of my favorite examples of time travel is bill and ted Mm. yeah in the The first movie yeah not just the phone booth but we need the keys to the police station well, let's remember to go back and uh, to, yep. you know, go get them from your dad. They're in my hands. And they turn around and, and they're right there. there. They yep. put them here. The time game. Yeah, they the they refer game. to it as the time game. Yeah. I'm like, as and long as we actually do the thing and remember to do the thing, the thing happens. Yeah. And they and they do it again in the second one, too. Right. When they when they defeat the guy at the end. Like, only the people who are actually able to do it will be able to do it. We set up the game. We set up the keys. We set up the gun. Right. Yeah. And it's um, it's one of those... You know, it's either self-fulfilling or it's a fish out of water. And yes, you can get creative about those two scenarios, but it's still going to be the same set of rules. Um, I think the major thing that will change is not necessarily the tropes and like what we use as time travel. Like you guys were saying, like the two main things you yeah. see, but um, it's the themes because that just kind of imprints of whatever era you're in. And so you tend to get different tones. If you look at, like, if you go back and read The Time Machine, The Time Machine, while it actually follows the exact same tropes, its person goes to the future and finds this whole new area and explores, you know? Um, The tone is a bit more of that, like, expansion and, you know, exploring new terrain. Um, But you capture a lot of that time. Because it wasn't global like it is now, as global or as reachable as it is now to just, like, connect with people on the other side of the globe. So for them, like, but if we're coming from it now, a lot of what you see is more escapism. It's really silly. It's, please get us the fuck out of here. Like, Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we've well, seen all the Earth has to offer. We don't want this anymore. <laughs> what about the shows and movies that do a full circle where, like, the future talks to their past? So, like, the whole entire time, are you in a time loop kind of thing where you're just constantly talking to your past with your future kind of thing? So, um, one of those things that when you talk about that kind of stuff, it's like they're trying to be creative with it, but then it's like you've just basically put yourself in an ending, if that makes sense. Yeah. What uh, is an example of that? Um, Not Interstellar. What's the one? I would have to actually. <laughs> <come back. sighs> I'm not good on the spot. <laughs> um, so, time travel, we normally talk a lot about rules, and we always will tilt back to a lot of different things when it comes to that. And, you know, we always we keep joking, like, you know, when we were talking about certain things like toxic fandoms, we always brought up Star Wars. This episode, we're going to always talk about Back to the Future mm-hmm. because <laughs> it's actually got one of the most kind of robust kind of discussions of time travel rules and logic. Mm-hmm. That a lot of things still really heavily follow to today. So I'm curious to everybody, you know, what versions of time travel do you feel defines the rules the best? And do you think there's any major holes in a lot of the rules that have existed in pop culture when it comes to time travel that you think you could improve upon? So well, I mean, in, in essence, we're we're basically talking about the butterfly effect, you know, where if you you do anything, it's going to change the possible future. And it's weird for me to go back to this reference again, but Jurassic Park, the second movie in Jurassic Park, you know, when they're talking about the environment of the dinosaurs, if you so much as bend a blade of grass, it's kind of the same thing with time travel. It's all the butterfly effect. 
I think that's a lot of what we see in every situation of time travel, whether it be Back to the Future, whether it be... Although we don't see it a lot in Doctor Who. Mm-mm. There's not really a lot of butterfly effect explored in Doctor Who. It's they're they're where they are. It's purely an adventure. Well, yeah, there exactly. are fixed points in time, though. Yeah, remember, and that's the thing. Doctor Who is a shadow in time. He's not actually the spotlight. If you ever notice yeah. when he talks to about it, it's like, no, I want to be in the shadows. He's actually tries to not be in pictures and things like that for those reasons. But I think if you look at time travel, though, in a in a linear sense, even being a shadow doesn't necessarily mean nothing is going to change. If you interact with anybody, something is going to change. Usually they end up dead. I'll actually say, given how long Doctor Who has run, Mm -hmm. and given how many people have run it, I think we have to take that one off the table for rules. Because even the fixed points in time, they've broken. They've They've established and broken (laughs) every rule they established. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they really have. I mean, it's not to say that, like... It doesn't change it from being incredibly entertaining. It's yeah, no, it's no, just I think it's, it's, it's kind saying. of like you look at like Russell T. Davies version versus Moffat versus like the new current showrunners, mm-hmm. and it's all the way that they, everything's worked, even in New Who is completely different than the next. But it's yeah. like they comic come books up with, and having different comic right, books. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Okay. That's really, fair. You have to take that it, it's tough. It, it's tough to use that as a set of rules. Yeah. So, if you think sense. about Doctor Who in that sense it means that they actually don't have any rules. They yeah. continue to make rules and break them, which shows <laughs> that just time is still fluid and time is still just a, a thing that, you know, yeah. happens and changes. Yeah. Timey-wimey. It's timey-wimey, yeah. <laughs> Jeremy yeah. Baramy. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to reference the good place. Uh, I, so I like those shows that appear to have no sort of rules. Uh I'm thinking of like twelve monkeys. You're know, like no holds barred, completely. right? Like everything like, just goes batshit crazy. Yeah, they were that. just like we're sending you back, and then we're pulling you back, and you know, and, and <laughs> he was just like given free reign, like do the thing and like fix the thing, and they didn't care what he did as long as he tried to fix the thing. However, it still showed you in the end that there was it was almost like destiny, like the future was this. There's no way you're going to stop it. Even mm-hmm. if you try your hardest and get sent back in time so many times to try to do everything that you can, time is still going to march forward. Yeah. Well, Terminator kind of explores that same sensibility. Is mm-hmm. that doesn't matter what you do, the future is to, is destined to happen. The world mm-hmm. is going to end. The machines are going to take over. No matter how many different times they tried to fix it and change it, it always still occurred. And I just want to say the most shocking part about that whole 12 Monkeys discussion is the fact that you've actually seen 12 Monkeys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've, I've got to agree with that. It's yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. But yeah, the fact that that is, that is something that's probably... Wait, hold on. I have a more important no, I question. I haven't seen that one. Is it the movie or the series? The movie. Okay. okay. <laughs> How long ago did you see 12 Monkeys? Probably about 20 years ago. Okay, so you saw 12 <laughs> Monkeys before you saw Goonies, and that makes me sad. <laughs> it's okay, I, Bill. I understand. I still haven't seen Brazil. I still haven't seen 12 Monkeys. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things that does make me kind of look at some of the rulings, and I do agree, and I think Back to the Future probably does handle it the best, because it does set up an expectation, and it's a clean expectation. It's like, these are the things. This is the concept of a paradox. But scaled down to, like, even a young mind can really understand. And I think because the way that it's looking at it is you're taking an average Joe and a scientist, and a scientist has to take this heavy concept and distill it down to the most pure version that you're basically, as the lead character of Marty, you're now seeing through Michael J. Fox's eyes. Even if you're a little kid to 
a grandparent watching that movie for the first time. You get a good understanding of scientific principle. And I think it really does show very positively there. So I think it actually hits a lot of those ideas in a really positive way. I mean, obviously, we get into the science of it and when we talk about what we'd prefer to change. I think there's a ton we'll all say. But I think that it, that idea of a concept, I think, is so perfectly pure in that idea. Well, you've even mentioned it on when we talked about like uh, the superhero shows and the DC shows, how the writers are so good about when something needs to be explained, one of the characters always writes it on a board so that you can actually visually see it. <clears throat> and in Back to the Future 2, Doc does that exact same thing when he well, talks that, about the That's where that timeline. concept comes up yeah. and it says, yeah. here's 1985. Here is the 1985 that is you know the alternate version because of this yeah. event. It's easily explained. And Flash, it's the funny thing is we always joke about it's the whiteboard. It's Cisco goes to, here's a hard concept, pulls it up. Here's the multiverse. This is this earth, this earth, this earth. This character exists here, 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 and here. And it's it's that same concept when you, you're right. It's, if you talk about it, it makes people think like you're talking around them. But when you can visualize a hard concept in a really simple, mm-hmm. simple way, mm-hmm. it's perfect. And it seems like it... Even if it's a, a difficult concept like that, like when you can take it down to something very pure and easy, it, it works in such a great way. Yeah. Uh, I actually think Bill and Ted's time travel rules beat out Back to the Futures. I'm it's a damn good <laughs> ruling. I'm not going to lie. Uh, just because it's they have they have established set of rules. We can't speak for the movie we haven't seen yet, but the two <laughs> movies that they did. Or in Bill's case, we can't speak for any of the movies we haven't seen yet. <laughs> Thank you. I was going to comment on I that. I was going to comment on that. I haven't seen Bill and Ted. But I've I, never seen any either. You should at least see Excellent Adventure because it is fun. <laughs> and we are also... It's dated. It's we, dated as fuck. Oh, we are past the point Kat of spoiler tried zone. starting watching it and she's like, this it is bad. It was too dated for me. I can't. But I think Bill and Ted also <laughs> kind of can't. steps on their own enough. rules because they kind of go through... We talked earlier about like the... The, the time game, whoever can set everything yeah. up. But at the same time, they're taking all these people for, out of history, bringing them to the future, giving them a knowledge of the future, and then just putting them back. Yeah. Like, would that not change the future of the Bill and Ted universe? Because Apparently now, it didn't. Because now you're sending, you're sending yeah. Napoleon back with a, with a knowledge of water slides. Like, yeah, yes, but, but I'm also that going to put... War, but, but what if that was integral to his upbringing? Like, yeah, what, what if, if that, that's uh, integral to his life? So what if that was already supposed to happen? Exactly. And that's why he won the battle which of Predestination paradox. Oh, yeah, which is yeah. why the time game works. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Look at it that way. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's like, it's a fix, you know what? It's the idea of that we keep bringing up is the fixed point, point in time. time. He's was always it. meant to do that, which means basically the timeline is not just a timeline. It is. It, it skews. It's it's. It's very Jeremy Baramy. And Jeremy. <laughs> well, no, it, the timeline is the timeline, but the problem is then you start talking about personal timelines. Right. So his personal, so Napoleon's personal timeline goes to here, jumps to here, and then comes back. And for all of those who couldn't see that, I use my fingers to illustrate my point. So, wait, wasn't there a show, um, Asian Shields, where they actually talked about the timeline with like a stack of paper? Wasn't it that show? I will be honest. I, I never know. watched I Agents of Shield. I, okay Agents of Shield. Idea. We watched the first season and said, or two seasons, and we're like, nope, we're done. Yeah, so, yeah. Basically, they have a stack of paper that is like this high, and then they have the time going down here. Basically, every sleeve of piece of paper is a fixed point in time, but you can see the past and the future because it moves as fluid. 
Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, that works. That it's a good totally makes sense. contradict yeah. that in Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Horribly. Yeah, that was not time travel. Do we want to talk about lazy time travel we, again? Oh, that, We're was, that was very lazy that, time that, travel. That one's going to come up I thoroughly really enjoyed the movie. I've been on that one too. Which one? <laughs> Days of Future Past oh, and probably yeah. everything else under the sun. Um, all right. So I would love to get into the idea real quick to talk about the rules of time travel and how you would change or alter them. Because I think there's a lot of interesting ideas that can be done with it when we talk about how do you make time travel evolve? It is by adding new wrinkles to it, which could be really fun. So everybody seems stumped, and I'm going to go. <laughs> no, with no, I, well, no I, I got one. Okay, go ahead. Uh, mine is that there are no rules. Every time you travel in time, you create another parallel universe, and so on and so forth in in perpetuity. Okay, so you can never go back to your original timeline. So mine is kind of like that, where I believe there's a story like this, where basically it's, uh, oh, well, it's also based off like Alice in Wonderland, where you go through a mirror, and then that world changes, because you went through this world, and now you're in this world, and then you go through a window, and it's a different world kind of thing. So it's that kind of uh, concept mm-hmm. of it. So it just keeps on changing as every time you're moving in time, but it's a different parallel world. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jump in before you do. So... <laughs> I think for me, one of the things that it's a horrible movie, but it has a great concept, and I think it needs to be used more often with time travel. Time Cop. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I preface. You have invalidated your argument. (laughs) I said horrible movie. But here's a really interesting thing, though. One thing that they did that was interesting that I have not seen replicated is you think about it. The universe has a amount of matter that exists at all points in time. So if you touched yourself in the Time Cop universe, that version would destroy itself because it's the same piece of matter existing twice in the same point. Mm-hmm. I think what you could do to evolve the idea of time travel is not that exact same idea, but take that and modify it. If you time travel to a location where you didn't exist as a adult version of yourself, because, you know, when you're very, very small, again, same amount of matter stretched out over a larger space. So, but as long as you didn't exist, you're now going to a place where you no longer exist and you're carrying matter to a world that, that you're now sending an imbalance of matter. So if you go somewhere as an adult, you need to now choose a target that you're wiping out of existence because you are replacing them at that point in time. Or they have to swap. If you travel there, the person that you pinpoint now has to go to where you came from because you can't have this negative out point point as far as matter and keeping it having an imbalance. That's actually basically quantum leap. Yeah. I was going to mention yeah, Sam, here. Sam Be- Beckett actually uh, in later seasons. But again, we're talking about again consciousness versus in some in later seasons they establish it was his body that went back. Okay, so because at one point he leaps into a legless vet and stands up. <laughs> Fair, but I mean, I think that would be something I would love to see a hell of a lot more of. I think that's something that's just not really done. But also the other things is like. The turbulent things, and we see it a little bit in things like Flash and stuff like that. And recently, like things like Crisis on Infinite Earths was, I think that they need to leverage this stuff more. Is like if you change something, you now are living a living person with two crossed timelines in your head. Mm-hmm. You do time travel enough that it essentially will drive you insane. Like mm-hmm. your brain can't mm-hmm. split those concepts apart. So actually, that's where my brain was going because I'm, I'm teasing the concept around still. I'm trying to tease it, but um. It's the essentially like every time you time travel, there is a dire consequence to you. So like you start to lose more and more of yourself. So every time it costs you 
And I mean, that would be a really great stipulation because you would only do it in dire circumstances and it would force people to be more judicious with their time travel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I kind of want to challenge Bill's idea for a second. (laughs) And he's going to say, actually, Time Cop was a great movie. (laughs) (laughs) I'd put it right next to Pixels, right there. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while, so I had to go in. It's fair enough. Fair game. Um, you had me on your idea until you mentioned you can never go back to your original dimension. Because then would that not mean that you are now living in a dimension where there are two of you? Because the, if there was already one of you in that dimension and you can't go back to your own, you are now in a dimension where one of you already exists. So technically, no. Because you because, killed the other one first. No, because yeah. when you create the parallel dimension, the parallel dimension is predicated on the fact that you time traveled to it. Thus creating yourself in existence in the parallel dimension or the parallel timeline. The darkest timeline? The darkest timeline. So basically that that parallel timeline that hasn't appeared yet, when you time travel to it, it solely exists because you time traveled to it and thus you are only you in that parallel timeline. But that would mean you would have to literally take the place of the original self. But because but again, there's no there's no original self because that timeline doesn't exist before you time travel to it, or it does exist because I, I, I could, all the timelines exist in. TJ's going to write on a whiteboard. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> back to the future. Marty goes back in time, changes his past, and then comes back, and there is no Marty McFly. All right, my brain's about to explode. <laughs> or, or again, him. he changed his future, and his brain is now that but Marty. I, but I think the uh, Marty from that time travels when you hear that burst and you hit eighty-eight miles an hour, and or whatever the the circuits of time will pull from Bill and Ted here. Yeah. Well, but at that moment and when I, you arrive, and I you're get not that, the same. But if you anymore. look at Doc's chalkboard, you're talking about he's returning back to the original timeline. It's just that original timeline has changed. No, so that would still timeline. be that. No. In the alternate timeline, there were two of them. He did exist in the same timeline. When he returned to the original timeline, that's when he was taking him back his... Six points in time and alternate timelines at the same time. I could uh, I could explain it, but I would need pie charts and a... <laughs> and a whiteboard. Yeah. So, yeah, and a whiteboard. <laughs> so the other way it could work is if you, again, uh, in addition to whatever you use to make the time travel happen, you have a computer system robust enough to be able to keep track of that Gideon. point in time that yeah, you... Yeah, would have to be Gideon. Yeah. I think Gideon's a little more advanced. Yeah, basic, basically, you guarantee that you are going back to the exact back. point that you left. As long as you don't have the phone from Sliders, you're fine. <laughs> you can get back. Pretty much. All right. Why don't we get into our last little piece real quick before we take our first break, and then we will go ahead and come back and start talking about the things that do it best, the things that do it worst, all that stuff, fun stuff. But before we do that, one of the things we haven't talked about much are the time machines that allow time travel to happen. So... They are as equally as as much of an interesting point, uh, and I'm going to put a caveat. No one's allowed to bring up the DeLorean Damn from Back to the Future. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it, no, you totally can't. I just wanted to fuck with you. Um, all right. I actually have another So one. if you were able to time travel, what would your, be your personal vessel of choice for time travel? 
Jess? Well, for me personally, I really like um, the Doctor's TARDIS. And when they did a whole entire episode of her being an outer body experience consciousness of a human where she couldn't figure out time herself and she was like past, present, and future all at once was, you know, very confusing for her. Um, it's kind of one of those things that like it would have to be contained into something like that. So I like the fact that like it's a traveling box that actually a home that can go anywhere. Cool. Ben, do you want to get it out of the way? Well, I'll just I'll just say the, <laughs> I'm just going to say the DeLorean just because that's my my all time favorite time machine. But I mean, if I, if I had to go with one outside of the DeLorean, he's like the DeLorean from Ready Player One because it's not quite the same, but it still it's is. got the Knight Rider lights in the front. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Ghostbusters logo is on the door. It's right? No, um, <laughs> another one of my favorite ones from pop culture. Believe it or not, I although I feel like it would be kind of a torture device at the same time is the hot tub from Hot Tub Time Machine. (laughs) You will totally be relaxed as you're traveling through time until you're sucked through the drain, but still, you know. Cat. Um, Mine would definitely have to be the TARDIS, too. Out of the time machines, I think it has personality. Like, a lot of the other ones, they're interesting devices, but it doesn't feel like a... I mean, it's kind of like when you see a ship... That has a personality when, you know, if you're going to pirate stories or things like that and the ship actually has a personality of its own, like the TARDIS does. Mm-hmm. The TARDIS and actually has a conscience. Yeah. 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 Well, so, and an too. active character. Yeah. But Not I mean, one of, one of the things to think about, too, and I, I don't know if people saw this, but I forgot to add this caveat. It, you could also feel free to create your own if you would like to. And everyone's like, I don't feel like doing that work. No. Yeah, that's way too much work. <laughs> Bill. The Enterprise E. Easy. <laughs> I mean... Not that it fact that it wasn't built to time travel, okay. but it did time travel. It did the, it yes. did the thing. It did the thing. Uh, if I had to pick one that actually was purpose built to do the thing, it would be, I can't remember what the actual Federation ship was that was built to time travel. Oh, the, it's so, called a time ship. The red yeah, matter. There was a name. With the red the, matter. No, not oh. with the red matter. There the one a, that was actually in TNG or not, maybe uh, not in TNG. Maybe it was, it was in, in DS9. Enterprise and Voyager. Yeah. It was Voyager. It was yeah. in Voyager. Okay. Yeah. It was either a Wells class or a Aeon type. Yeah. But did they have a name? There was a name. There, as far as I could see, there's no name. <sighs> but anyways, yeah, one of those. There's see, the, the thing. The okay. Klingon Bird of Prey is more of a time is more of a time oh. traveling ship than the Enterprise E. Oh no, wait, I'm sorry, it was the USS Relativity. Ah, yes. So to get back to the creativity of making one, I would probably like to steal off of like the Lord of Rings ring of like to rule them all to time travel with so that way you have more of like control of people and travel. But that's just me being evil. (laughs) TJ, what would be your your? Well, since Bill stole mine, uh, I'm going to think fast. (laughs) Um, And I'm going to say Al. From Quantum Leap. Uh-huh. Fair. Al's a hologram who can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. That's fair. And it doesn't interfere with the past, so there's no worry about changing anything. I just go back and observe. And we know why he could do that. Because he was a Cylon. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Ben. <laughs> Throw your own iced tea. It's capped. <laughs> I'm still drinking it. So <laughs> I'm going to give mine, and then we're going to take a quick break, but I'm going to bring up one I just realized, and it's rare that I get to bring up a Lucas LucasArts adventure game. Day of the Tentacle, the Chronojons, the porta potties that are time-traveling ships. Oh, so, oh my God. It's a perfect way to, to, to send us to break. 
What? In the, never mind. In the John, go to John. By flushing the first the half shitter, down the but... toilet. Make sure you get the no, head. They, they, yeah, they, when they flush, they fold up on themselves into an inter- interdimensional pocket. What was the name of the... It, it's, it's not really a time machine, but it's it's going more off of Jess's idea. What was the name of Hermione's necklace? Time oh, the time turner. The time turner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Technically a time machine. It is. It, yeah. 100% is. All get, right. get the flux out of here. <laughs> All right. With Fuck that note, we're going to be back in just a few. So, coming back from break, I figured the best place for us to pick this conversation up, because we've talked around about this a lot so far, is what films, books, comic books, TV shows handle time travel the best. Um, And, you know, then we can go into some of the ones that we think maybe don't handle it the, you know, the most wonderfully or the worst, um, and how we think we could improve upon that. So... Cat was very much ready to rock. Go ahead. Um, I think I honestly think like what the classic did, and I funnily enough didn't read the Time Machine until much later in life. So the only incarnation I had of it for a long time was Wishbone. But <laughs> when I did go and read the book, the book holds up insanely well and like does a really really great depiction of. I think it really hits on a lot of the science fiction elements of like that philosophical pondering of like what we could like where society can go and what we can do to our like what horrible things we can do to ourselves, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, uh, I'm going to jump in next. Um, I, I would say one of my favorites is actually Booster Gold. Um, I would say one of the characters that has not been brought up at all this evening, but one of my favorite DC comic characters is... Him going through the process of trying to understand the premise of time travel and being somebody that actually sees all these major injustices and tries to undo major huge moments. And it's when we talk about fixed points in time, Mm -hmm. he runs into some of the most insane situations trying to address fixed points in time. And watching a character that is usually so like happy-go-lucky and lighthearted and watch him go through the things that he does from his books from, well, I would say, about 10 years ago at this point, like the Dan mm-hmm. Jurgens Jer- run, um, was amazing to read. And I would say it consistently was such a great story. And I think 
they managed to just kind of hit the nail on the head with the way that they treated time travel through that series. Um, and I think it's incredibly underrated. And it's one of those things, if you are a comic reader, jump on Comixology, go look at the Booster Gold run by Dan Jurgens from, I think it was like early 2010 uh, 2000. Well, actually, probably about maybe 2008, 2009. I think. Yeah, you could even uh, hit up the 52 series. Yeah, the, the um, weekly series that they did that had mm-hmm. a very good time travel element to it. Right. Yeah, and it was it was a perfect way to go about it. But I would say that's a huge perfect one to go to. So, Ben, do you want to go ahead and get yours out of the way? Um, <laughs> it's a movie we haven't actually brought up yet. Um, Back to the Future. Tasia. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. That's a very obscure movie. Could you right? tell me a little bit sure about it? Don't you, don't you think we should call it Back to the Past? <laughs> but no, I, mean, I, I can always not think of John Mulaney's bit on Back to the Future oh every God, time I think so about good. it now. It makes me laugh, too, and I love the movie. Um, no, I think you, you kind of hit the nail on the head just when we were talking about it in the first half of the podcast is just the way time travel was kind of easily explained to people. It's, a, it's an easy concept to kind of get your head around when you're watching a movie like Back to the Future. Um, it doesn't overcomplicate it with, with many different things, and it kind of puts a lot of fun twists onto it, too. So I'm, I'm sticking with Back to the Future. <laughs> TJ, did you have one? I did, but did you? Yes. <laughs> did, did, Booster get, it did Booster get gold get stolen? No, no, actually. Well, it, well, Booster is one of my favorites. My favorite time travel movie or series is Quantum Leap. Uh, because it made the most <laughs> sense to me. I just stole Bill's. You though. did not steal oh, okay. mine. Oh. I do. I do love Quantum Leap, and it was one of my favorite shows. Like as a kid, watching on like oh, in syndication, uh, it was just so much fun to watch because it taught me a little bit about history mm-hmm. uh, as well. Um, mine would be the a magical version of time travel, and it's not really spoken about a lot in this show. The Magicians. Oh, I was actually no. going to bring that up here, too. Oh, that's brilliant. So, yeah. So, actually, it comes in in the very beginning, because in the very beginning of the uh-huh. series, they're technically on, like, the 36th or some, like, right. version of... It's their, they're on their final run. Oh, their final run. Yeah. They're, well, they're on their final run of the time. They get it right this time. And and it's completely different from every other time. Mm-hmm. Like, um, can I can I jump in on sure. something real quick? When the magicians is one of my favorite things that they do with time travel is it's in I think season three, mm-hmm. and it's when <laughs> they're going Phil's through. Phil's making a face. Go ahead. He's okay. stealing his thunder. So Hugh and oh my god, Elliot are together and they have to try to find a tile. That's my favorite episode. And they need to complete this puzzle. And it takes them their entire lives to do it. Where, like, you watch in this moment where Q ends up getting married and having a child and he has to deal with watching the death of his friend Elliot, who he spent an entire life together with. And once they complete everything in their final moment, or in, in Q's last moment being alive, that everything resets itself, but they don't lose any of the memories. And they now have to deal with that in the rest of their for the rest of their, their days, is they remember this entire timeline just to get one to one of the keys to Fillory. Mm-hmm. And it is gorgeously beautiful and it's 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 so wonderful and i'm so sorry i ruined that for you but but you're also two seasons behind no i'm not no season five is midway in its run yes 
I am current and yeah. haven't wa- haven't watched. He's season further five along yet. than we are. Oh. <laughs> oh, you were gonna bring up that moment. I was gonna bring up oh, that I'm moment. So Rob, you're a monster. It's okay. It was you stole you, his you time. Were, you were playing the part of Elliot in this moment, being <laughs> the jerk. Yeah, and I was playing Q, who was being very emotional, okay. and very affected by it. We're just gonna create our own alternate timeline, and you can bring it up right now. Just pretend Rob didn't. Yeah, even do it. Bill, tell us about what, it. What if we tell every story from here on out in the podcast like two or three times? And then people start to realize, wait a minute, they're really... Talk- Actually, if you what? want to fuck with everybody, what we can do is, after somebody tells a story, have somebody else try to retell that story, and we'll all react to it like it's the first time. We can't do it time. now that you just brought yeah. it yeah, up. Rob, no, 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 no. I've got a, I've got I thought that was one. his motto. I've got another good one. And um, it's from this, uh, again, it's it's magical time travel from the show called The Magicians. Oh, I really <laughs> like that. <laughs> I, I haven't heard about that show before. That's a good idea. <laughs> I could not get into that show because I just oh, I love it. hate it. Hate it, Q. You, oh, I still oh, hate well, Q. God. He is the well, worst. You're going to hate me in a couple of months when my hair finally reaches Q level. No! <laughs> you're no, not going to be October Q. That won't, that, won't be ba- that won't be a bad thing, Q, because... Uh, Bill, because <laughs> Q was a bad actor. You just predicted and the future. a horrible character, which is why I didn't like him. <laughs> First of all, he's not a bad actor. In the end, he has a very interesting role in the series, and I think the way they've done it. (laughs) Can I say something that's kind of the same as the episode of Magicians? So, if you actually, um, I don't know if anyone ever done has done this, but like in the Doctor Who series, if you actually watch it through um, uh, River Song's lifetime from her birth to her end and her timeline, because she doesn't regenerate anymore, mm-hmm. you can actually see her going a straight line, whereas the doctor goes in and out of his life. Mm-hmm. And um, what I like about that is that you kind of see the pivot point of like what time and whammy looks like and with the romantic story of her and him and how much when you see the first time you actually meet her is actually the last time you see her and it's kind of like it makes it more more magical kind of moment it was Mm -hmm. definitely i know that the silence in the library right yes yeah that was an amazing episode it was and it was like hey look here's this new character river song and no she dies wait a minute (laughs) what and then she starts coming back and showing up more and more and then and when you start to piece it together going forward chronologically in show release order yeah like it it's a it is amazing what they did Mm -hmm. with that because of time travel uh, and you can look at that timeline in two different ways you can look at it as the way you said it where if you look at hers from a linear point of view and how his kind of waves in and out or you can look at it as his is linear and hers is kind of a spiral yes it is actually Mm. and they do have that as a paragraph there Mm -hmm. like i also want to honorable mention legends because that's (laughs) that would have been mine too it's so good it's so funny and like ridiculous See, I enjoy Legends, yeah. but I think they have the worst time travel rules and like But the beautiful I'm thing is they also agree with you. Yeah. Yes! No, no, that's and why that's I like it. That's it's why good. It works. You know, it's still a good show, but oh my god, the time travel in that show just makes me want to beat my head against the wall. <laughs> I but think it, that's the gag joke of the show. Yeah. And, and, and you look at the sample of of how like what they do can train change the future. You look at the whole uh, crisis on infinite earths yeah. when Ray and Sarah are 
playing trivia in yeah, the yeah, bar, yeah. and Janis Joplin's final song changes because of something Ray had done in a previous <laughs> uh-huh. episode. Yeah, but I, I even love it's the fact so that good. they're so self-referential about the fact that it's like, oh my god, time broken, we didn't do it. And it was like, <laughs> and it's like they get excited about they They weren't the cause of destroying <laughs> everything. Yeah, they're amazing. A oh, little misfit. That's a good honorable mention. That would have yeah. been mine, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um... So, any other any other honorable mentions or best ofs that you guys want to bring up? Because, like, we had definitely have an opportunity to, like, go into it. Because it doesn't have to be just one from each of us. And there's a lot of really good depictions that exist. Well, children's one is the Peabody, you know. Peabody and Sherman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the way back, I mean, it's all educational. It's really good, well done there. And there's very simple rules about that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Cat. Actually, if you want to go into kids stuff too, um, there was a book series, The Magic Treehouse. Magic Treehouse. Yes. Is it still going? Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. It's been going for a very long time. I but they pretty much it. just oh, it's a, they're really cute books, and the kids just travel around through time and educationally go through the history of things. Yeah. yeah. Bill, do you have any others? Because I, I pro- and I promise you, I won't take it from you. <laughs> uh, he I have that one. Now. I have one that I still, after all these years, still don't understand how it works. Is a wrinkle in time. I mean, oh, I've read the book, I watched fair. the movie, and I'm still just confused. TJ's going to take it from you. Bill, here, I, 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 got, I got it for you. If you just think about it a little bit harder, your brain will implode and you don't have to worry about it oh, anymore. Perfect. You put a wrinkle yeah. in the time. Yeah. <laughs> I've got one that I brought up in the beginning of the episode and I want to bring up again, but Army of Darkness, Evil Dead. Uh, It's Evil Dead 3. And the reason why I think it's so much fun is it does something so bizarre with a series. It's a series that took itself very seriously as a horror film. And the reason we laugh at it is because it had such a low budget. But then it took itself a lot more seriously with the second film, but they embraced the camp that they made in the first. And then in the third film, we have a straight-up action comedy movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is very much, again, it's Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's Court is the way that it completely plays out, was you have Ash Williams, a schlub that lives in what it's... uh, Michigan? It's Michigan, yeah. It's a, yeah, a, right, outside know, of right, right outside of Detroit that goes back to, you know, those times with his crappy Oldsmobile <laughs> and, uh, you know, shotgun for, and a chainsaw, and that's it. Yeah. And is basically the re- reason why everything is completely tits up. But even what makes that even better, though, is like we have that travel back to the past, but then he has to get back to the present time. What makes it so much fun is the director's cut. Oh, yeah. The director's cut of it sets is, up another movie. It that sets they never up do. that that never happens. Was oh, he funny. actually gets like the alchemists come up with a way for them him to get back to the present day, and he gets spooked in the middle of yep. doing the incantation to well, get no, himself back. He has the he has it's the a dropper. He's supposed to take three drops. Mm-hmm. He takes two, gets distracted by something, goes back to it, and takes two more. So yeah. he actually ends up going into the future. He ends up in oh, post apocalyptic. You know, like, you know, like, <laughs> world where everything is just decimated. But, like, it's such a great ending for, the, like, such a schlub of a character like he is. And it's it's so which, perfect. Which really makes me, which really upsets me. Because when That's, Ash vs. Evil Dead came out, they tried, they attempted again to do the future thing. And then the show got canceled when they set Aww. it up. <laughs> and so we get to see him in that exact same future yet again. And then the, and series, then the, show gets canceled. the series ended. And everybody's like. Man, <laughs> but it works though because that at least they finally got that ending 
Yeah. Even though that wasn't what the ending of that movie originally was. We yeah. got a, we got the S Mark ending. Yep. They, they exactly. had the King ending. So. Exactly. Uh, I have one other one that I want to mention too. Um, and we actually haven't brought this up at all. It's not Back to the Future. <laughs> uh, or two or three. Mm-hmm. Um, Looper with Bruce Willis and I Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I still have yet to see that too. It's a fantastic yeah. movie. And it's basically a movie about uh, the older... Uh, it's basically a movie of Bruce Willis travels back in time to kill himself and his self played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt with amazing makeup to make him look like a younger Bruce Willis. Oh, creepy. Yeah, it's a great movie. <laughs> um, also, the Terminator movies are really fucking fun. Like, well, some of them are. Yes. <laughs> as long as you I actually liked two. one through three. No, I disagree with that. I liked one through three. I'll, I'll stick with it. I actually like Dark Fate, too. Um, yeah, I'll actually agree with you on Dark Fate. But actually, you're right, though. That's like a movie we talk about and that we completely skipped over when talking about rules of time travel is that actually did it really kind of wonderfully. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's 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 wonderful. TJ. I actually haven't seen Dark Fate yet. I. It's actually yeah. I liked good. it. I thought it was really good. Uh, I've heard that it's good. It's just pretty much the same movie over again. Mm. Um, it's a little fan service, but yeah. it works. Um, one of my favorites is a, uh, is a series of books from the Dragonlance Chronicles. Dragonlance, yeah. Um, the, the War of the Twins. Yes. That one. I don't think I read those. So it was after the original trilogy. And yeah, it stars, those are the ones I read. Yeah. It stars, for the record, don't, don't go read these because they don't hold up well. <laughs> I tried. I really did. And I could not get through them. Oh. Um. <laughs> it's always sad when that happens. Yeah. No climax. Yeah. The, um, <laughs> so the brothers, Rasslin and Carmen, go back in time. And Rasslin keeps trying to change the future. And all that's happening is he's changing the names. Interesting. The, the, the plot okay. keeps happening the same way yeah. it did in the past. But his name is substituted for the other guy. His brother's name is substituted for the general. Okay. The cleric's name is substituted for the original cleric. And it's very interesting to go, yeah, you can try, mm-hmm. but history and destiny are saying, this is what already happened. And you don't get to change that. That's really cool. Hmm. It's kind of like uh, life uh, finds a way. Yeah. <laughs> Time uh, <laughs> finds a way. Nice nice, nice, uh, go- nice uh, bloom there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so there's one we haven't brought up yet and I'm really kind of surprised, but so there is a show on sci-fi called the magicians. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I thought you were actually going to come up with something original. It is original. No, the beautiful thing is I actually had my hand up for about a minute and I was like just sitting on that. Like, I'm just like, wait. Picking on other and people. I kept my laugh silent to see how far he would go, and the rest of you ruined it by outbursting. I actually have one more legitimate one, and this is one that we haven't brought up yet either. And I just realized, in a sense, is a time travel movie. Uh, Flight of the Navigator mm. with good one with uh, Paul Rubens. Is, I've as never the voice seen of, it. It's you've never. How many people have never seen Flight I've of the never Navigator? Seen it. Who here? Table has table. Disney Plus. Yes. Just watch it. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. What do you mean? Don't watch it. It's a great movie. It does not hold up well. I don't oh, care. It it's still a great movie. It's a horrible movie. There's a lot of things that Disney produces. Oh god, yeah. It's worse. like oh, yes, but this, this one's bad. not racist in any sense. It's that, actually a decent movie. 
Ben, you know how much stuff I have to go through. Yeah. Oh, I don't expect you to, but like, yeah, I, let's know. be real. Actually, it didn't, yeah. Your kids would like them. Yeah, like actually, them. it's a fun movie. It really yeah. is. Uh, we're in an anime. Yeah, no. I mean, Aww. like that's all we've been watching for the past month. So yeah, yeah, anything no. on anime, I'll 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 be up in arms for that. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm actually that's that was a really that, it was a nice deep cut. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, there is time travel in it. Yeah, I mean, that's what the whole thing is about. Yeah. Well, if, you, if you dig deep enough, everything is going to have time travel in it eventually. I was going to ask that in Star Trek when they're actually flying and going warp speed, are they time traveling? That's te- technically no. They're not time traveling in Star Trek. They are traveling through subspace. Yeah. Ultimately, too, if you think about it, that's like the common way of travel at that point in time. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of become uh, normalized. As, as Leonard Nimoy explained it, uh, each factor over one is one is times the speed of light. So warp speed is two times the speed of light, three times the speed of light. But But it's not. No, I, I, I know. Because the scale changes every single series. I'm just gonna, yeah, they, they change here's the new one. one. That, that is Remind me to, t- after, uh, I'll tell you what I, where that came from. That is the most inconsistent thing that I have a problem with in Star Trek is warp factors. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you know, in the original series, warp factor 10 was, you know, infinite time. Like you could be at any point in time that you wanted to be. And then in Next Generation, they were like, warp factor 13, maybe. All right. So, what do we think are the worst versions of time travel that exist? <laughs> yes. So many, but the recent one. Have uh, everyone caught up on Sabrina? I've never even started. Yeah, it, I so. haven't started we it. Tried we tried, it tried to watch the first season and really do they hated time it. Time travel. So, a magical creature makes you time travel, and uh, they have now two Sabrinas, and no. there's a paradox in it, and I have issues with paradoxes. Uh, That's I fair. Don't know if she- She's kind of hot. I wouldn't mind. <laughs> oh, know. no, no, no. Now, not with that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we got the, you know, one um, witch and the other kind of witch. <laughs> my worst version of time travel is recent, and it's Endgame. Ugh, that that's was fair. horrid. They I loved broke the, movie, the, the rules they established an hour and a half before. I know. They're like, we a can't do before. these things. Let's as do, those they things. do those things. Actually, one of the, because we have the time to do it. Go for it. Go into it. Like you have an opportunity to like instead of saying it was bad, why is it actually okay, so really bad? He's trying to call you out. <laughs> okay, so one, I agree with you, but I actually want people to hear. Okay, I really like this. Please tell me why. So, okay, so for one thing, they, they waste all this time of going back to find all six stones before they where they can get them in the limited amount of shots they've got. When mm-hmm. all they have to do is go back to the planet that Thanos was on before he snapped his fingers. Duh. And look, not only that, we've got the glove, too. Yeah. And we know to aim for his head. Yeah. Um, so there's one thing. just And then, so Captain America goes back in time to replace everything. Mm-hmm. So that the alternate timelines don't happen. Except they already established that the alternate timelines were going to happen anyway because they already took the stones. So even if you go back and put everything back, the time is still going to be different because Loki got away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I still want to see the scene where Captain America puts the Soul Stone back. Yeah. Because <laughs> I want to see that conversation. I'm sorry, who are you? Um, they killed Thanos, which means he couldn't have been alive to do the thing in, the, in their past. Mm-hmm. Because he came from their 2014. 
Oh God. Okay. Yeah. Paradox. And yeah, there's during, a lot of. Oh, you, no, no, oh wait, my wait. God, it's and if he had horrible. gone back in time to be with Peggy, he couldn't be sitting on the beach with the completed shield. I have a defense to that. No, there's yeah. no defense to that. Sorry. Uh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> they, the writers have actually already established that that was he was living in that timeline in two places. Yes, except the producers disagreed with them. Well, the producers can. <laughs> so, and and so did half a dozen other people. I, so you can. And they three didn't words ex- that will solve this entire thing. It's all. It's not real. It's a movie. Yes, and it was Says still a the most bad movie, movie critic ever. Okay. All, all I'm going to bring up is this. Most of the things we're talking about are books and movies and giving it a critique in one way, shape, or form about this. Without that, uh-huh. we have no episode. So <laughs> I know that it's a movie argument doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, it uh-huh. does not. It's, and, and my problem was that they had stuck with, and plus, and don't get me started on how it just reverses Captain America's arc to have him go back and be with Peggy. I know. But, it bothered, yeah, there were a lot and, of issues And then with the five-year thing. The five years still happened, so how? Thank God, all of Peter's p- class got snapped. All of his close <laughs> friends, because it would have been horrible if you know MJ wasn't there anymore, or, or his best friend, or his best friend. Yeah, you know, it, it, thank God they all got snapped too, and Aunt May, because God forbid she ages five years. Um, She's hot. Well, yeah. I was going to say, Marissa Tomei <laughs> May would still be just as hot five years from now. I want to be her when I grow up. All the problems they caused because they just didn't fix the timeline to begin with. You could have had all the same beats with a better written movie. But then you're, okay, if you do what you're saying, go back in time where Thanos, you know, that's a whole theory of like, hey, if you kill Hitler before he does what he does... Does it even like... No, no, but what I'm saying is they go back in time. They don't have to stop Thanos. They just undo the five years. They snap everybody back. But then there was no reason to go back in time to do that in the first place. Sure there was, because he did it. That's why you let him do it, and then you undo it. Well... It makes as much sense as the way they did it. (laughs) It's fair. It's kind of funny nowadays, too. And it's like, I remember watching the previews for Crisis and Infinite Earths, and I'm like, oh, no, there's going to be time travel. I'm like, wait a second. Legends is one of the major shows in this universe. And I said, oh, no, time travel. I'm like, that undoes the entire premise of an entire series. Not a season or an episode. Series. And, and I'm like, really, it's fine. I'm just going to let this, just do the thing. And there really wasn't a lot of time there travel. Yeah, there was minimal. Yeah. yeah, there wasn't. Which was good. Yeah. There were a lot of mm-hmm. earth hop. There was a lot of earth hopping, which is why I like parallel universes more than I like time travel. That's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, which is why if there was any show I would bring back at any point, Sliders, which we <laughs> kind of mentioned earlier, yeah. which is not time travel, but I would bring that show back in a heartbeat. I love that. Even when, the, even when, um, uh, when well, Jerry O'Connell left? Jerry O'Connell left. And his I brother still, took over? Yeah, I still like that. Yeah. Welcome to episode 63, Everything But Time Travel. Yeah. <laughs> so, honestly, um, even though I think it's really cool when a good predestination paradox happens in time travel, I don't like it personally. And I think one of the worst ones was Star Trek First Contact, even though I love the hell out of that movie. That's the best movie. The way they went back and they said, okay, well, you know, we're fighting the Borg and the Borg are going towards Earth. And then they, you know, the Borg has that little Borg sphere and it travels through time. And they're like, oh, we need to go travel back through time and prevent what they're, whatever they're doing on Earth. And they find Zephram Cochran and he is some, like, you know, he's making this this warp drive and, and warp ship. and But he's just like, 
fuck, if I'm going to fly it, no, I don't want to do this. And they convince him to do it. And it really kind of looks like, well, they had to go back in time to convince him to do this or else yeah, it never would have happened. Because he never would have done it. Right. So, like, it again, predetermined point in time that, exactly. that they have to go back to do the thing. So. Doesn't Legends always talk about that of, like, you know, like, well, I know there was one episode where they had to make the, one of the famous characters do, like, no, you have to kill this person. Why do I have to kill him? Because it states that you have to kill him. But he's like, I don't want to mm-hmm. kill him. And there was, like, this the whole entire debacle of killing and not killing because everyone knows in the history books he kills him. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like one of those things. Yeah. The, yeah. The, so that's slightly annoying, but the, the predestination is the one I hate. The the prophecy. Yeah. And, like, I really enjoyed Harry Potter up until the point where they they gave the prophecy. And I went, we didn't need another reason for him to kill him, to fight Voldemort. He was doing it because he was a good person, not because mm-hmm. he was predestined to do it. Hence why Neville's the real hero. I was going to say, it wasn't really him. Honestly, though, too, like one of the things that drives me nuts about Harry Potter, and I thoroughly enjoy that universe a ton, but you also have a world where all of these horrible things happen, and you have time travel that exists at the same time. Problem. Actually, yeah, that would be one of my least favorite is in the third book where it's the... um, The time turner. Where Hermione's using the time turner. Yeah. I don't know. It just felt out of place for me were, and yeah. it didn't really work there were no rules established of things you could uh-huh. do could not do and i don't know if the books were and the fact that they randomly gave a child that ability seems like like oh, here study trust you for studying that's yeah. the reason sure. why she got it yes like, but she was still able to utilize it outside of that realm and it's like and it's a little... it doesn't seem like a great idea on the teacher's part to be yeah. like let me give this to children Yes, It'll but if totally be fine. But it was Albus Dumbledore, and he's perfect, which is why he knew he had to give it to her. Oh, wait, never mind. Hey, what are those things about predeterminations again? It's like, well, I used the time turner in the future, and I found out that this has to happen. Yeah. But still, it means it's like, you have to... The problem is the fact that it's... None of it is really them learning from a mistake to undo a mistake. It's like, the thing that we didn't want to happen has happened. And I'm like, <laughs> it has no bearing or weight on anything. I'm like, it, like in a lot of it, it's just like, oh, no. And it just allowed them to stumble into the actual problem. Yes. Versus anything else. And that's mm-hmm. the problem with that is, like, they, there was nothing that they really gained or learned from it. There was no moral reasoning. Mm-hmm. It was it allowed them well, to it, stumble stumble into a bigger it problem. It became a deus ex machina advice. Right. It was mm-hmm. here, we need a fix for this. So let's randomly introduce time travel into it because we're not going to actually come up with a way for them to but lazy it, writing. Yes. But it lessens, <laughs> and it definitely lessens though the importance of everything else. It's like Cedric Diggory's death is a major turning point in that universe. Mm-hmm. Why would Cedric's father not go? Well, let's undo that shit why because that's fucking terrible. Turner? Because if they're giving them to children, why aren't they accessible to the public? Or you know, somebody <laughs> that's one of the major people in the Ministry of Magic. It doesn't make sense. Or it's bring back up. Snape. I mean, why didn't he bring back Lily? Yeah, I want to kind of yeah, jump back to the things that work, bouncing off that point of how the Time Turner just creates more of a problem rather than using it to correct a problem. Uh, another example of time travel I just thought of where they use something similar to correct the problem, and it actually works. Uh, I'm just going to use the reference and see if anybody picks up on it. I'm going to say the Omega-13. Aha, yeah, yeah. The Omega-13 is from Galaxy Galaxy Quest. Quest. It's the machine that reverses time 13 seconds Seconds. to undo a mistake. 
And that it makes is time sense. travel. Cosmic whiteout. Yep. But they, they establish set rules. It's utilized within, like, mm-hmm. again, it's very different with the way it's handled. It's well done there. Yeah. Like, yeah it's good writing. Yeah. And with 13 <laughs> seconds, you don't exactly have to explain any rules of time travel because it's such a short, short time, time. Uh-huh. that there really aren't many consequences. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. you know what was a really good um, time travel one? And the rules are kind of wonky, but it was, uh, I can't remember. Back to the Future, the animated series. No. I know. No, no. Absolutely. It, it was the a ride? Roma- no, it was a romance story. Um, time, time Traveler's Wife. Dive. No, no, not that oh. one. It was the one with, <laughs> give me a minute, I'm going to look Time Traveler's up. Uncle? No, it was the one with the guy from Love Action. The Lake House. Oh, that time traveling male, that doesn't count. Uh, yeah, the male time yeah. traveled, not them. It wasn't the people. I don't know how you could have a romance through time, through Letters, but hey! Oh, I think I know what one you're talking about, TJ. <laughs> Liam Neeson. I no, can't. Bill, uh, Bill, not, uh, not uh, Bill Nighy. <laughs> yeah, Nighy, yeah, not the science guy. <laughs> about time. Oh no, I haven't seen that one. About time. Yeah, it's um. Hold on, it starred. Got well, it? it's about time you mentioned this. One. <laughs> <laughs> Ding! <laughs> it starred I'll be your Mar- Margot Robbie, Rachel Adams. Dom Hulk, Gleason. What was and, the premise? So basically speaking, the Dom Hulk Gleason finds out that he can travel back in time uh-huh. and redo a moment. Okay. Okay. So he so he meets Rachel McAdams. Yeah. And he screws up the first date. He's absolutely in love with her, but he goes back in time and tries it again, tries it again, and eventually he finds out this is a trait that every male in his family has. His father does it. Mm-hmm. But there's only so many times you, 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 when you hit a certain point, you can't travel back in time anymore. You, you can't travel to certain points anymore. Yeah. So, like, he'll keep going back and seeing his father Yeah. before he died. Well, then his kid is born. Mm-hmm. He, his son, uh, his daughter is born. He goes back in time to see his father. And when he goes back, he's got a son instead of a daughter because he changed something in the past. The change. Oh, that's and at really that good. Point, he realizes that you can't go back. It, it, when he goes back to see his father, his father goes, you can't come back anymore. Mm-hmm. This is the last time we can see each other because if you come back again, you could change your child again. I did see this. Yes. yes. Oh, and it's wow. really well done. It's yeah. really well acted. The time travel rules are kind of wonky, but, but it they tells give, a great... But they give consequences. Great, yeah, they give consequences. That's really and good. It's, it's not an action movie. It's a romance. Yeah. That's I awesome. apologize. I'm going to move us forward. We spent 40 minutes on one question. <laughs> Sorry, babe. We really you did so. say at the beginning, we have the time. We did. Now <laughs> we don't need the time. We time traveled through the second half of the podcast. You oh, should wow. never let Where me critique the, the event. Where did I've got, I've got no, one more thing no, to add. No. We really don't have, have the ability to do that. But it's this show called The Magicians. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Go on. <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to jump forward a little bit because we're already an hour 30. We broke at 50 minutes. I could have <laughs> swore you just said we're at hour 30. Like, we've been doing this for 29 hours already? Oh, God. I'm in trouble at work. I'm yeah. actually okay with that. Yeah. All right. So, I was going to bring up initially some of our favorite characters in time travel, but fuck that. We're going to we talk a I lot think we about did that. Talk we about skipped, that. I think, yeah. most of that. Does anybody have any honorable mentions that they feel that they have to bring up? Feel free to say now. 
Go ahead. Three, honestly, Doctor Sam Beckett, like yeah. number okay. one time Kat, traveler. How about you? Um. Oh God. Uh. Skip me. Come back to me. Jess. Oh God. Doctor Who. Doctor Who's dog. Doctor Who's dog. Who's to go? Yes. Doc Brown. Link from Legend of Zelda. Oh, yeah. uh, I was going to bring him up. The cast of Legends. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> Moving forward. Um, so we didn't skip it. We still did it. It's fine. Yeah, All right. If you could personally time travel, when and where would you guys choose to go? And we'll keep this vague because I'm going to expand upon this a little bit in just a moment. Go ahead. I, I mentioned Arthurian times, which are not real, apparently. <laughs> um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention another time, though. I, as I've gotten older, I've become more and more of a fan of noir. So I would love to go back to the 20s. He's going to be Nicolas Cage in the Spider-Verse. So. Yeah. yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to go back and see the Roaring Twenties. And he's going to be Nicolas Cage in the Roaring Twenties. It's going to be weird. <laughs> and die with the depression. And get gunned down by a Tommy gun. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the future. And keep going to the future until we hit the, you know, uh, urban dystopia that I really <laughs> want to see. That you know, I'll like Blade Runner. Okay, that's nice. fair enough. Yeah. Um, bear in mind we're not in as much of a rush of time because I skipped two major points, so you can actually <laughs> expand upon these versus a a. a he just a, wanted you to rush. A statement. I mean, that, that's pretty much it. Like, okay, that's I, fine. Kat. I would love to see the past. You said you were done. Ah, I'm not done. <laughs> you say we have more time. Uh, we got all the time in the world. No. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, going to the past to see history would be cool, but I would really love to see what the future holds for us. Okay. Cat. Um, I'm sort of torn. I would be interested in going back to... Like, the time of pirates, things like that. That would be really interesting to see. However, and I mean, actually, Wild West, too. But And I'll go back to those of you that have already answered. So if you're going back to a specific time, because it's a little Mm -hmm. bit trickier when you go into the future. But ultimately, when you're in the past, are there historical characters that you want to interact with? Have a role in an event? Any of those things? No, I'd rather be a bystander. Kind of like, again, that shadow kind of Yeah. Like, I don't want to actively interfere. Okay. Jess, how about you? Um, I don't know. It's like one of those things that, like, you know, do you want to go back and change history or be part of history is basically what you're kind of saying. And I think the shadow thing is, like, a good thing where you could just witness it, be one of the, you know, um, King Henry VIII's court and watching one of his wives die just because it's mm-hmm. part of history. Yeah. You know? TJ. I would go to the future far enough ahead so that I could get a pair of glasses that would record everything that would record everything I saw. I would then go back to the past, key moments in history, <laughs> record them, and then come back to the present and force feed those recordings to everybody who actually needed them. <laughs> Starting with a lot of people in Congress. You know the earth is flat. <laughs> and those morons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm kind of actually going to modify mine a little bit only okay. because of something that Jess said. I'm a huge music fan. I would really just want to go back and go to see a bunch of concerts I never had an opportunity to see. Oh, go, go, to, go to Woodstock. Go to Woodstock, Woodstock. Go see Jimi Hendrix. Go see the Beatles in their heyday. It's or, funny because we're going to talk about a little bit on how you potentially blink yourself out of existence. And I think going to Woodstock would be a really high one up on the bar yeah. for a lot of oh, people. Oh, yes, it would be. <laughs> You just disappear, and everybody would be like, 
Oh man, I'm really tripping right now. <laughs> that would be that awesome. I just disappeared. <laughs> well, that goes back to the rules of time travel. Yeah. <laughs> but they were all It's high. a fixed point. I was actually supposed to go to Woodstock. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would I would actually go back and go see a bunch of shows I I I never have an opportunity to see again. You could see Mozart. Yeah, go see yeah, Beethoven. Beethoven. Yep. You know, not just rock acts, but the classical masters. You could go see the Sistine Chapel as it was being painted. Honestly, for me, as odd as it is and as, as minor it is, it, it seems it could be, I'd love to just go into 10 years into the future mm-hmm. to see where the moments and the things and decisions that are being made today mm-hmm. and how much they dramatically change or don't change. Yeah, I think that's kind of, for me, what is more intriguing is... You think about like the movements that are happening nowadays and the way that people are paying attention more and more in some avenues, not all, but, you know, we have new generations that are really taking active roles more so than they ever have in a lot of our past and seeing if what the positives are from that or Mm -hmm. is there not enough? And it would be fun to be able to take that knowledge and say, okay, this is where we made a mistake. Mm -hmm. This is the way to redirect things and kind of like set forth a better path and i think it would just be interesting to see that and honestly i really want to see if we're going to have like that like biomechanical things going on like bill mentioned (laughs) earlier because i think that's going to be in that 10 year time frame that's really close um they're already doing um ar uh work on contact lenses at this point uh and it's powered and works and it's using body heat and all these things to work so if that's something that actively happens now it's just like your view of what you see is like postage stamp size, but still like that's crazy. It's still something like yeah. I would love to see where we jump 10 years from this point. Like we talked about 1985 and Back to the Future and talking about like what, 1990, 1991 for Back to the Future 2? No, uh, 2000. No, Back to the Future 2 was 2015. When the movie was made. Yeah. Oh, no, 87. 87, yep. 87. But then being able to say, OK, this is what 2015 looks like. I'm just curious what 2030 looks like yeah my biggest fear is if i did the 10 years into the future if i found out something like the oasis actually exists i'm not coming home (laughs) not not just because not i'm not saying that just to be funny but also that is a the oasis is a prime example as to how you could literally integrate into the future and not affect anything because your physical body isn't what's reacting it's your consciousness in a way because you're in virtual reality so you could technically jump into the future and not have to worry about anything physically. Because physically, you're not interacting with anybody. You're sitting in a chair. Yeah, but so, you normally don't have to worry about changing the future in the future. That's true. Right. Yeah, so not- it'll be good when we all catch up to you in like 10 years. We'll try to roll you on your side to yeah. help reduce additional bed sores and things well, yeah, like because that. Because I basically be become one of the people from Wally. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> However... <laughs> Do we actually ever catch up to him? Oh, that's a good question. Yes. Well, yeah, because if he jumped to a specific year, is guess. Oh God, this is. Yeah. Now we're playing Word, and that's Cat's favorite game. And let's not play Word. This is the only time I'll play Word is with time travel, because technically, yes. Well, we've. If you go into the future and you're in the Oasis, we're already there. We're already there with you in the future, and it's like you never left. To the mm-hmm. people in the future. You're still interacting with us, but our knowledge no, no, of what... No, to you, I've been missing for 10 years. 
but yeah. which version uh, of us? Because it all depends. Yeah. I'm actually ten years younger than you now because I've caught up. To, I've skipped ten well, years. Well, if all of us have decided not to go into the oasis and you have kind of rotted in a chair for ten years, we probably <laughs> no, look better than you do. I wouldn't have rotted into a chair. I'm literally jumping to that point in where the way I am now. It's all of you I have to turn over yeah, to avoid but, bed sores. But again, oh, hold on, hold on. About the about the rules of paradox and like time cop. If you're in the future in the oasis, does your current existence in the future blink out of existence? No, because theoretically speaking, he already skipped those ten years. If I left, then and I'm not there to grow older for ten years. Moving on <laughs> in the episode. I could explain it, but I need pie charts and a whiteboard. <laughs> and a whiteboard. So there's this great show called The Magicians. <laughs> you beat me to it. I got what you were saying for the reference. Yeah. No, I do I do get it, but it was fun to walk in this circle oh, yeah. a little bit because it's, it makes my brain melt. Because we have plenty of time. We do. It's a time like <laughs> guys, we still have another hour to go in the podcast. We have plenty of time. Oh, nice. To the right. listeners he's and I'm, kidding. Uh, I'm gonna go now. Alright. So now is the part of the episode when we get to play and be creative and this is always my favorite time is when we get to the last piece and i'm going to take these last two topics and mash them into one giant thing because it's fun all right so a couple points before i bring this up to everybody and we can set some ground rules if necessary and need be if you could travel uh if you could time travel to the past to make a major change in history what would it be how do you think it would alter the course of human history but here's an also another piece the second question I was going to ask everybody was completely separate, but I think a lot of these times this could potentially connect. How would you destroy the world or on a smaller scale accidentally blink yourself out of existence using time travel, which I believe is the same way as probably what you're about to do in change history. I was going to say that, yeah. So I don't think my thing would blink but myself out of if existence. if your initial thing in your alteration of history doesn't blink you out of existence, take a few minutes for yourself. Come up with how you would accidentally screw things up for yourself or the world in general. Because I think <laughs> there's a lot that can happen with this. I so, can screw up the world. And I, bear in mind, if you are going to destroy the world, is the change that you made something small that has larger ramifications or would you, uh, or would you go for a catastrophic change right up front? The other part of that is... How would the event build up to the end of the world or the end of your existence is the other piece I really want to hear from people. Everybody seems, for the most part, rearing to go. I'm actually going to go with Kat because it's rare that she has the answer to this question up front. So, Well, so the first part of it, I actually wouldn't. I don't want to make major changes. I don't think that that's a wise move. But You are forced in this situation to go back into no. the past and make a major change. I, do you know how stubborn I am? I'll just say no and refuse to do it. Like... It is a hypothetical for the podcast that you're now <laughs> driving <laughs> off the rails. If you're My not sure is, the I answer, I'm that. going to move on to somebody well, else. No, I no, because I just wouldn't okay. do that. It wouldn't make sense. But the second part, <laughs> I know I'm ruining everything. Absolutely. Why did you go first? You <laughs> obviously weren't because, going to answer the question. No, because Best I had an answer last. to the second part. <laughs> And the first part really had no relevance to me, so I'm focusing on the second part now. The second part is You've I You've been would... a part of this show since episode one. <laughs> you do realize the rules that we have laid forward so far. I know, and but I would I'm be a go very ahead shitty time traveler. You are I'm the not... shittiest of time travelers. Feel <laughs> free to tell me how do you destroy the world. Yeah, can I answer the question? 
please do. So, no, because I'm not going to play part in the first one because I am a shitty time traveler and I don't want to go back and kill Hitler. I just want to hop to random things. I would probably lose track of the timeline pretty quickly because I'm fairly forgetful. And that is how I would blink myself out of existence because I would create a paradox at some point by hopping to the wrong spot and miscalculating things. And then I'd be gone. That makes sense. <laughs> Jess. Um, well, I guess it's because of current political things going on. Um, I would actually go back in time to make sure that the Native Americans win and that the white <laughs> people don't take over America. So we all don't exist. Exactly. <laughs> we all exist just in very, very crowded Europe. <laughs> For yes. us. Or we're brown screen. Yeah. <laughs> um hmm. I need no, to actually. Not me. <laughs> hmm. I'm part Native American, so like we uh... partly exist. Then <laughs> okay, I, I, my brain's breaking already because I think the problem is with a lot of these concepts. Your brain starts to try to do the mental gymnastics and realize there's a lot of weird issues that happen with that really quickly. Yep. TJ. Um. So I'll do the the second question first. How would I blink myself out of existence? Because that's easy. I'd go back in time and. I, I'd warn my father about my mother. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my mother's nuts. But you would never exist. Yes, and I'd be okay with that because I'm pretty sure my father, minus you know having me, my father's life would be better <laughs> for never having dated my mother. Um, thankfully, my mother nor my brother and sister listen to this podcast. <laughs> Welcome to episode 63 when we reflect back on the darkest moments of the podcast <laughs> um, we also talk about the magicians for two hours long I'm not in this one uh, um, the thing I would change is I would go back in time and stop to how political are we allowed to get uh, light okay. very very I would stop lightly. two prominent political figures from being born I will not name them but you could probably guess ones in this country and ones in the other superpower so Fair enough. <laughs> I look to my left and right. I'm ready. Please take us to a happier place. <laughs> oh, I stole oh, Ben. No, 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 no. You told of, us to blink out of I existence. Was say, blinking yourself out of existence is we not exactly. We do happy it in a place. fun way. So I'm, I guess, I guess this I'm time traveling to a better episode. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, you made be. it dark. This is this is a definitely more fantastical imagining of historical events. Um, so, if anybody knows history of the Cold War, uh -huh. I know this is already starting to sound like the darkest timeline. Um, <laughs> there was a, a nuclear scare where there was a submarine, a Russian sub, that was told, fire your missiles, fire your nukes. And one, like, the, the, the second in command on the ship was like, I don't think this is an actual alert, and we're not going to fire our nukes. And they didn't, preventing World War Three. Or just mutually assured destruction. I would blink to that moment, say, no, no, it's definitely a real event, and actually cause mutually assured destruction. So we would get that post-apocalyptic world that we're all dreaming of. <laughs> so you're going to create Mad Max. Yes. Cool. Aww. You realize none of us would survive the post-apocalyptic None of us would world. be born, probably. This is probably true, yeah. You, well, there's that one, too. But none of us would survive. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm aware. <sighs> I, I don't know how I would blink myself out of existence other than stealing TJ's idea and just making sure my mom and dad don't meet because my dad's a dick. <laughs> oh, um, God. That's, this that's is not a psychology episode. That's really, 
and and my my fun idea really just doesn't it doesn't change the it changes the pop culture world, but it doesn't change history. And that would basically be just telling that Fox exec, trust me, Firefly is going to be a show everyone remembers forever. Don't cancel it. And then they don't cancel it, and they realize that a whole bunch of people that do a lot of bad things are using that as the backdrop from everything that happened. Hold on. <laughs> but well, you just... Change history. <laughs> so you, you tell Fox not to cancel Firefly. So Firefly is not canceled. It goes on for another two seasons. People like Nathan Fillion, Alan Tudyk, don't get to do other projects and then fall out of the spotlight. So, are you, like I said, I change pop culture history. Yeah. Are you content with Nathan Fillion not doing The Rookie right now? Uh, no, because I love The Rookie. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. See, and I, and he like... also wouldn't have done Dr. Horrible Single. Exactly. Or, or Castle. Aww. What would happen if or Con you? Man never existed? <laughs> or the TV show hit Powerless? Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Well, <laughs> we could do without Powerless. I, actually, I'd be more upset about their voice acting. Yeah. yeah. Yes. No, I, would, I agree with I you. I mean, the fantastic, amazing voice acting that Alan Tudyk did in... Moana. Moana. <laughs> the- <laughs> and somehow he got paid for that. <laughs> he Even did. He doesn't know how. <laughs> I, the, the, the meme is great. I went to Juilliard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. My answer was lame, but I apologize. No, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Rob um, is dissatisfied I'm, with I'm, all of us. It's absolutely, okay. Absolutely. We went okay. to the dark side. I'm, I'm going to bring it back to the very beginning of this podcast. All right. How do I change the course of human history? Jaws 4... <laughs> happens it is a smash hit everybody says jaws the revenge is the best jaws 5 continues on we get to jaws 19 and we all say we should just all end things i think it's better if we just live in a world where jaws 20 just doesn't come out so i think that's that's just the way we go we're all jaws, saying shark still looks fake jaws the musical is a smash <laughs> hit on broadway we still need to write Aww, that jaws we do the runs for tw- a bigger but we should have brought a bigger but <laughs> no we actually started writing Jaws the musical. We I'm showed, not lying. We showed Please Bill, stop. We showed <laughs> Bill Jaws for the first time, and we ended up coming up with yeah. music yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Jaws, Jaws do continues. It. Doesn't have to hit the, Broadway. Jaws the musicals. Mean, Jaws yeah, the musical hits wild. Broadway. Actually takes over Cats for the longest running musical ever. <laughs> That's actually what spurs Jaws 19 to go into production, which is like when they use that tagline. This time it's really, really, really. I love personal. how serious he is about this. <laughs> Well, no, because then what you would get is the same thing that happened to cats. Eventually, they'd make a movie where a human oh, plays a shark. Exactly. <laughs> and in that, and, and it forget- would just look creepy and feed the furries. Judy Dench plays the shark. Yeah. <laughs> but they also forget to like fill this gap between here and here like for like shark skin. And instead, it's just like Judy Dench was like, I'm not wearing the suit. Like, don't cover that part up. And everybody's like, oh, my God, we have to patch And their Jaws heads 20. are a millisecond behind their bodies. Yeah. It's, it's no good. Again, no one wants to live in that world. It's okay. All right. We are now at the two-hour mark of the episode, so it is now time to close out the podcast the way that we close out every other episode. So tonight, our Merry Fuck Kill for this evening is these characters. Doctor Who, played by David Tennant. Sarah Lance, Katie Lotz, obviously from Legends of Tomorrow, and Marty McFly from Back to the Future, and I have a big, big feeling that Ben's going to be really sad when most people are going to probably end up killing Michael J. Fox. That's kind of one of the reasons why I want to go first. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I'm going to marry Marty. Aww. Um, 
<laughs> uh, I'm I'm going to fuck Sarah, mm-hmm. even though I'm be a little weary to catch some kind of sexual venereal disease uh, from time, because Sarah fucks her way through time. That's basically what Legends is. It would be that uh, point. <laughs> and I'm going to kill the doctor, basically because he's just going to regenerate. So he's going to come back. Aww. He'll be Matt Smith, but I liked Matt Smith, so I'm okay. Boo. <laughs> when Matt Smith got to be the doctor, he was good. No. Yeah. What, what's wrong with Matt Smith? I liked Matt Smith. Oh, you're saying when he got to. Yeah, when they like, wrote it so that he was the doctor so instead of whatever like, the hell he was for the rest of the series. Like, so six episodes, he was yeah, a really, so like really good He was a really good doctor. Absolutely. And right. the rest of it, St- Stephen Moffat just screwed him. Yeah. All right. I was going to say, it wasn't him. Yeah. I know, it was Stephen Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. It was definitely worth it. Uh, who would like to go next? I'm going to go to Jess. Okay. Well, I think mine's obvious, but uh, I'm going to kill Marty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely want to fuck Sarah. I think she's extremely hot and very athletic. And, of course, I'm going to marry the doctor because I can travel through time. He lives a little bit longer. We can go through a lot of places and different things. <laughs> Bill, uh, wow! I'm gonna I'm gonna alter the deal, and I'm gonna marry Q from the show called The Magicians. <laughs> Can't alter the deal. Oh, uh, you know how this game goes. I think, uh, you know, the whole. I, I think everybody else is gonna go around the table and kill Marty McFly, and I'm feeling really bad about it. So I'm not Make sure if I want to. <laughs> Just um, do it if you're gonna do it. Oh gosh, I don't even know. So so. You've you've gotten me scared of of uh, doing the dirty with Sarah because of the whole you know time disease. She's thing. also an assassin and will probably kill you before you can kill her. Yeah, I'm not a praying mantis type person. <laughs> praying mantis? They they do that maybe. So we'll kill Sarah Lance because you know change it up. Um, we'll uh, we'll fuck Calvin Klein. I mean Marty McFly. <laughs> um, I mean, he came up with this awesome, you know, new, new also, genre of music called rock. Like, also purple underwear. Yeah, and um, you know that new sound you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna marry Doctor Who. Um, I am gonna alter the deal on this one, and you're not gonna take it away from me, Doctor Who, Christopher Eccleston. Nice, oh, nice. The ninth Doctor. All right, moving on. <laughs> not gonna try to overthink any of these things at this point. It's Come on, it's a time travel episode. Um, so I'm Cat definitely. To answer. Oh. <laughs> oh no, I've got an answer. Definitely killing Marty. Bye, Marty. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I would definitely bear, um, bang Sarah. She does fuck her way through space and time, but um, I mean, she looks like she'd be fucking fantastic at it. And then I'm going to marry <laughs> Doctor Who, but I'm also going to alter the deal and go. <laughs> you all fucking suck. <laughs> David all is right. amazing. He did. I love David, but Eccleston was my hero. He was my man. I will not alter the deal. <laughs> Thank you. But I will kill Mar- Marty McFly because he's Ding. Just boring. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Poor Ben. It's okay. Um, I would marry Sarah because at the po- this point in the series, she's over her commitment issues. And yeah. I've always been a fan of strong women. And then I'd fuck the doctor because he never stays in one place for long enough to marry. He would just go off to wherever the hell he was going next. Yeah, valid. Fair enough. I am also killing Marty McFly thing. <laughs> um, actually, very similar response to you. Um, you fuck Doctor Who because you never know who you're going to be fucking. 
So, um, and he probably has more diseases than she does. But I would assume so. <laughs> That's fair. He's an alien. <laughs> yeah, he goes through time. But he doesn't fuck around a lot. Yes, he does. On especially David Tennant's doctor. Uh, he fucked everybody. everybody. Really? Yeah. Off screen. Everybody. Off screen, but there was a lot. Oh yeah. I must not have just been paying it... attention to it. Fair enough. But then you also have to think about not just New movie. Who, all of the old Doctor Who, it's quite true, as well. Yeah, so and, might be regenerating, but not a lot of things can regenerate. And if Doctor was a was a horny dog. Yeah, he had true. children. He had a family. All right, doctor, fair enough. Wait, oh, just Doctor in general. Yep, that character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, again, Sarah Lance, I think, is again the perfect person to marry because again, not only. Strong woman. I think it's a really a wonderful thing. And I'm also a sub, and I'm sure she'd be an awesome top. Uh, but also, I get to live in a world where Bebo exists, and that makes me happy. Aww. I uh, wanna... Yeah, there's a downside. <laughs> <laughs> I want to pose a quick question. Would anybody's choices have changed if it was Doc Brown instead of Marty? Yes. No. No. <laughs> no. No, Marty's... No. You still would have killed Doc? Yes. Yeah. Right. In a heartbeat. I would have I, I changed I would have killed him faster. Doc. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you didn't yeah. kill Marty. Okay. Right. Yeah. You would have killed him faster? Because <laughs> <laughs> right. God, D- Doc Brown is just a psychopath. Yes. It's it's he's experimental. It's Think of that though, fuck. How- that's like, that, that would be like kind of like me like shifting this dramatically and saying, let's do another MFK. And it's like the Libyans from like Back to the Future, <laughs> like so- a couple Cybermen and then like... Random thug number six from Legends of Tomorrow. It's just kind of like, what is going on? It's kind of funny, though, how when I was a kid watching Back to the Future, I related more to Marty, but the older I get, the more I relate to Doc. You know why? It's because we're getting old. (laughs) And Christopher Lloyd wasn't that old when he did the movie. What's horrible is now watching sitcoms and going, no, the parents are right. Oh, God damn it. And it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, but, yeah there's, when you watch there's a Buffy, lot to unpack there. Yeah. When you watch Buffy and understand Giles' point of view. Yes. I'm like, why are you a point. fucking idiot? We're like, home alone. I'm like, yes, we actually did leave the problematic child at home. <laughs> we wanted to enjoy Hawaii this year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was episode 62. I think probably our most science-minded podcast so far we oh, have yeah. ever done, which is kind of <laughs> weird to think. And the one where we broke Rob's spirit. <laughs> Accurate. So, um, Rob's spirit, most of you killed Marty. You asked me to come here. I go dark. <laughs> I went dark. No, it's it's still not as bad as one of the other MFKs we did oh, in the past yeah. where we just had to shut shit down. That's, so yeah. it's fine. That's and we're Kenny's not going to talk fault. about it. So, Kenny's fault. Kicking around the room, feel free to tell everybody what's going on in your lives, starting with Ben moving clockwise around the table. Uh, as always, this podcast, as well as all the podcasts, no longer DC Primetime, part of the Next Level Podcast Network. Uh, the next level network.com uh the show cat or the spotlight podcast is returning in march with my season premiere uh <laughs> uh that being the bottle that hit the floor um no nobody works uh the spotlight podcast premiering again in march with the season premiere episode my conversation with chris hardwick which i'm very excited about yeah cool teach oh uh hopefully if everything goes goes right i will be streaming the first episode of my D and D games. Yay! Uh, next Friday, theoretically. Maybe. Dude, <laughs> what's your Twitch name set up? I don't know. Uh, actually, no, details. Wait, I th- details. I think my Twitch handle is Storyist. Okay. okay. I think. 
It's either yeah. Storius or, or Storius 2005. Okay. I have to look. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Jess. Um, well, I'm actually getting a little bit more geekier this year and nerdier. I got more D&D than before, uh, which is awesome. I got invited to a couple of LARPs like, recently out of the blue, which apparently if you say that you're a LARP, uh, Casey just says, hey, you're going to do this. <laughs> so yeah, uh, this year's more about geeks and nerd stuff. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, let's go on. Um, I have two books coming out in April. One is the second in my Paranormal Steampunk series, which is of Coppers and Cracksmen. Uh, the series is called The Whitfield Files. And then the second one is the third book re-released in my Philadelphia Coven Chronicles series, which is Rising for Autumn. Cool. Awesome. And they'll all be available on Amazon? Yep. Cool. Deal. I'm a farmer now. <laughs> I heard that you're a farmer now. Um, no, but I really got to get back to streaming on Twitch, whether it's playing Farming Simulator, for real. Yes, it's a great game. Um, or back to more Magic, which I'm playing way too much Magic in real life now. Um, I'm also watching a new show called uh, The Magicians. <laughs> I have not heard about that. I'm He's in Philly I've never seen in it. about no. The Magicians. Um, but if I ever get myself back to streaming, and uh, who knows, I may get a, I may try to get some followers over to your channel, TJ. <laughs> uh, my Twitch is uh, twitch.tv slash Noctaroba. Uh, you can probably sp- want to spell that. Yeah, it's N-O-K-T-A-R-O-B-A. Spell it again. N O. K T A R O B A. Perfect. Noctaroba. Yay. You can spell. I can spell. That's all I wanted to do is just get you to spell it loud again more. Um, so as for me, um, this is the only podcast I'm doing right now, which is kind of great. Uh, I'm thoroughly enjoying my break from us wrapping up DC, but we are already getting ready to start work on the next season of Still Afraid of the Dark. On Next Level, which will be premiering in August, I believe we said think, this year. Yeah, I think August. It's going to be coming out in August, September, and October this year. But we're also starting to do some prelim work on our new show that's replacing DC, which is taking the Still Afraid of the Dark concept and making it for a monthly geek culture show, which will have a cooking element and a booze, Drink element, and yeah. a booze element. So we'll be probably launching that sometime this summer. Um, I think the name is still in the air. But, yeah, we have um, to have our powwow soon to kind of yeah, but figure everything beyond out. Beyond that, though, um, we will see you guys at the very end of March for our next episode, which will be on a topic of some sort revolving around pop culture, because yeah. I haven't made a decision yet. <laughs> I so, gave you an idea for one earlier. You did, but I already it, yeah. forgot what you brought up, so um, it's all good. Don't worry about okay. it. Okay. It's cool. <laughs> Just in case we don't use it. Exactly. All right. But until then, we'll see you guys all next month for another episode of the Captain Crew Cast of Pods. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you then. Bye.